On this week's episode, Alan and I are talking Coonhound World Championship, including interviews with our big winners from the weekend. We hope you enjoy this one. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Welcome back to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. This is Trevor Wade. I'm the Coonhound Program Manager at UKC, and I'm joined today by Alan Gingrich, the Director of Hunting Ops. What's going on, Alan? Well, doing good today. It's uh, It's been a busy weekend, a fun weekend last weekend at the World Championships, so that's what we're going to talk about. We've had some uh, uh, things to wrap up here in the next year, in, in these last two days coming back to the office, but it's a, it's a fun time, an exciting time. We've got some winners now to talk about, and... Uh, post-event things to talk about so it'll be fun yeah after i think we uh we got about five or six hours out of autumn oaks and we we were able to contain ourselves a little bit more at the world championship i think we only got an hour hour and a half here of interviews but yeah <laughs> you know probably the hardest part about putting on the world championship is it's late by the time the final cast gets back and then we our staff we actually pack tear everything down and pack up there before we go back to the hotel that packing up is you're so tired, dead tired by that yeah. time. It's like, man, dragging everything into the trailer. Yeah. So, yeah it's, it, would, it would be bad enough if it was just 1 o'clock in the morning, but then when you have the fact that you're kind of on an adrenaline rush, that's I know. the final cast. I know. Either you're out there hunting or you're at the, you're at the uh, venue doing the live show and making sure everything goes right, and then after it's over, it's like, you're drained. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, what a blast it was. And it was really a successful event this year. I thought this uh, world championship was was as good as ever, just as far as the smoothness of everything, and it was a, a really good event, and it got nothing but positive feedback. And we'll get back, we'll get to some of that stuff. But first, I want to give some uh, some kudos out. And uh, you can't put on an event obviously without the host club. And uh, we knew uh, last year, probably around this time, maybe a little bit before this time, that we wanted to go to Ohio after being in uh, West Tennessee for a while. Hadn't been to Ohio in a few years. And we looked at some different places, uh, couldn't find the correct venue, and it just worked out to head back to Mount Gilead, Ohio, and the Mar Morrow County Coonhunters Association made that happen for us. Yep, and a great fairgrounds there, good facility. Even better, the last time we were there was in 2018, and I remember they had some uh, things that we didn't have. The whole building, uh, they had some things in the building, stacked in the building. We kind of had to work around a little bit. This year they had everything out of it. And wow, what a difference that made. It was a perfect size for this venue, or yeah. for this event. I, th I thought this year, more so than the last few years, the venue was the perfect size. It, it was comfortable, but it, it got full and had a good look whenever it was full for the dinner and for the bench show and whatnot. And, had uh, vendors there. I was surprised. Usually we have maybe one vendor there or something, but they had a couple of vendors there, and I think they did pretty good. It was kind of nice to have a, a vendor there. Yeah. If you need something, it's nice to be able to yeah. get something there where you're at and uh at the host club that you can tell they put on a lot of major events before uh they were there already when we got there they ha had all the trophies uh, that, that would been mailed to them they had stuff for the uh for the venue to make it look nice uh, some flowers and pumpkins and some fall things to make it look nice and uh, i don't i wish i could give them all credit but just real quick we worked pretty closely with party edmund mark bear and rick stretch with that club and they 
kind of our points of contact there. And I know it's a whole, it's a whole area working together, multiple clubs in that area working together. Uh, but being able to communicate with those three was made it, they've made it really easy and they made everything easy for us. Absolutely. Did a good job. Uh, next thing we want to talk about a little bit, I think, are the judges and guides. Uh, an event is always just a, as strong as the judges that you have appointed to the cast and also the guides making sure that they're putting the hunters in safe woods where they can tree coons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about some of those real quick. Um, first, for our judges, I want to talk about our two final round judges that actually ended up judging four different casts over the course of the w- uh, weekend, and that would be Brian Smith and Dave Rice. Both guys worked hard all weekend for us, and both they both earned the – the shot at judging the final cast and uh, they did a great job. Yeah. Uh, three cast each for the weekend were Scott Bates, Jim Ehrenholt and Justin Ross. Two casts each would be Mike McAvoy, Dakota Scott, Kyle Klein, Travis McKenzie and Nate Collins. A couple of those guys traveled a ways for me. Nate Collins from PA Dakota lived about two hours away and he drove both days to come help us out. Uh, one cast each were a bunch of guys here. Uh, George Guthrie, Joe Lukey, Justin, uh, Dustin Barnett, Chad Nay, Adam Miller, Travis Holbrook, Josh Hicks, Tyler Parks, Brandon Gaines, Kyle Oaks, Trey Clifford, Pari Edmond, Bud McCollum, Don Thiel, Eddie Griffith, Dickie McKeever, and Derek Bryan. Some of those came from a long way. You see Brandon Gaines on here all the way from Oklahoma. He was there as a, a backup handler for one of his dogs, and we were kind of in the pinch for one more, and he was happy to do it. So I appreciate Brandon for that. Yeah, you know, selecting judges is always probably the hardest part of putting on a world championship or even the TOC for that matter. You know, and we want to use the locals that we should be using. So we work with the club, you know, kind of look at their list that they would like for us to, you know, to consider. And, and some of those, sometimes you have to just trust their opinions on it. You know, we talk about the criteria for this and, and, uh, uh, so they had, they had the majority of them there, but I think, uh, we brought in what, uh, eight or 10 of them that, 11, uh, yeah. that 11 that mm-hmm. we brought in and Hey, and it's good. You know, there's some guys on this list, you know, and, and I don't want to go into great detail, but it just, it just makes me so happy to see younger, some of the younger guys stepping up uh, and helping out, you know, when they're doing when they don't have a dog in it. And I think in the judges meeting, we tried to hit on it a little bit, you know, I'm thanking them for it. You know, when it's, when it's uh, their time, when they're the ones hunting dogs, uh, they, you know, we also want to get good judges for them, you know, so we appreciate them coming in, but going back to some of these younger guys, you know, just like Derek Ryan and Dakota Scott and, some of these younger guys stepping up that are really, they're experienced and they're also excellent judges. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got some experience under their belt now and man, it's good to have young guys like that. And it just makes me happy. And there's others obviously as well, you know, uh, Josh Hicks is another one and, and, and several others too, but, uh, Probably shouldn't even started mentioning names, but that I'm just mentioning a couple of the younger ones that are really take it serious and do a great job. Yeah, no, love you're, that. You're love right. A lot, a lot of the guys on this list are in their mid to late twenties or maybe yep. low thirties. Yep. Going to be they're already good judges, Capable, already well respected, physically. Yep. Uh, you know, and and everything. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and and besides judging, of course, we mentioned guides. And before we get into that, let's just talk about what a weekend it was there in that area for Tree and Coons. The weather cooperated with us. Uh, it nice was a little, weather, beautiful. Little dry, they say, out in the woods, but man, it could, couldn't have asked for any better. And cooled it. down nicely at night. Yeah, and that sun went down. It dropped down into the sixties and upper fifties in a hurry. Yeah, 
And you can tell by how many Coon were scored. And let's just kind of go through it round by round here before we look at it at a total here. Uh, round one, of course, we had 27 casts. And in those 27 casts, there was 115 Coons seen, 99 scored. And that equated to 3.7 Coons scored per cast. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, round two, now you're getting, you're going to have probably your better spots in round two early on Friday night. Nine casts. You had 42 Coon seen, 36 scored, four per cast. Pretty good. Even uh, better. <laughs> moving on to that late round, and we we noticed this at the event. You know, uh, the uh, the early round Friday night, the scores weren't as good as we thought. I mean, still four per cast. It turned out to be pretty good in that aspect. But round three, you could definitely see. I think all three cast winners had over five hundred plus, and over those three casts, fourteen cones were scored, and that's that equates to four point six seven cones scored per cast. Improved the average, improved in every round. And these are three dog casts. You know, that's yeah. that's every dog tree and a yeah. you know cone and a half there, but. Yeah, that was different. The three dogs, you know, the first round was all four dog cast, but after that it was three dogs. Yeah. And then in the final cast, of course, uh, we've seen three, scored on three. Uh, probably could have had a couple more and a couple of those trees that we just couldn't get through the, the thick underbrush for, but uh, that's the breaks when it comes to coon hunting. Um, and the weekend as a whole, there was 40 casts altogether, if you count the four rounds, 174 coons seen. 152 coons scored, and that equates to 3.8 coons scored per cast per the over the weekend. That makes for a good world championship right there. Absolutely. And that's a big testament to uh, the guide coordinators and the guides they were able to secure. Let's talk first about uh, the one who uh, guided four over the weekend. That's Mr. Dean Morgan. Uh, he judged every round, including the final, the final round where he went with uh, uh, Ohio DNR officer Nate. I wish I could remember his last name. Nate was his name. Um, and he took us out to a, to a private spot out in the Killdeer uh, management area. That's uh, off limits to any other coon hunting any other time of year, yeah. any part of the year. And it was beautiful. It yeah. was big. It was safe. It was good open hardwoods, yep. easy walking. I was there in 2018. Uh, they hunted that same place. They say that was the last time that they had a cast of dogs in there was, was uh, 2018. Yeah, Absolutely. So we appreciate Dean for for walking along with us on that one as long as well as the DNR officer Nate who was out mm -hmm. there missed the Ohio State Notre Dame game to be out there to help us coon hunt. So we appreciate you, Nate. I know it's a big sacrifice for you. Um, three uh, guides that did three casts over the weekend were Jeremy Clark, Hobie McDaniel, and Bud McCallum. Uh, two casts over the weekend were Tony Severns, Don Thiel. Eddie Griffith and Nate Collins, and uh, each judge in one, or sorry, guiding one cast over the weekend were Kevin Walker, Adam Quarter, Colton, and Chuck Dunlap. Each took a cast. Jim Samples, Jim Aaron Halt, Melissa Hayes, Adam Miller, Travis Holbrook, Dwight Hicks, Hunter Toole, Jason Smith, Travis Sloan, Jim Howes, Thad Ray, Travis McKenzie, Jim Epley, Dickie McKeever, Chester Reed, and Josh Hicks. Uh, Got to give you guys the credit. Guys did a great job keeping people in big. I didn't have anybody complain about their woods being too small or or anything like that. All those big safe woods. No, you know Thursday night some of the hunters did go further, and that was kind of by design a little bit. And I think it was a great idea by the club. You know what they were looking forward to was to Friday night, two rounds on Friday night. Now that was only nine casts, uh, you know, early and then three casts late, but so they could also keep them closer and not just that have woods is that hadn't been you know that hadn't been hit as much so i thought they did a really good job and friday or thursday night we just have one round we have plenty of time and i don't think anybody went some of them went up to an hour you know and a couple a little bit over that but really that's uh that's just good management of guide management right there the way they had it set up 
Yeah. When you know you have a, you have to hunt two rounds on Friday. Yep. You don't want to dog a woods to death. Exactly. Keep some fresh woods for and you. And don't want to have to send them too far. Yep. Makes good, a lot of good sense. Good job. Sure does. I know since uh since the completion of the hunt, both of us have gotten a bunch of messages and calls about the event and mm-hmm. you know how how smooth everything was, how good it looked, you know the prize packages, how did how it just had that major event feel, and uh, so we need to give our our staff that was able to go with us major kudos on that. Uh, that includes Nicole Sedlecki, uh, Megan Hartmus, Kyle Sparks, Bailey Vershoof, and Shannon Nardi. Appreciate all of them. Uh, Shannon, of course, brought her production team to do our live show stuff. We had uh, three different live shows over the weekend. Um, so those were Rick and Cody Davis, Jeff Woodward, and Wilson Clevenger. Wilson's first time at a Coonhound event. He enjoyed it. I think Cody's, Cody's too. Yeah. yeah. And Cody yeah. actually went along with us on the final cast and was the one that was getting the, the live footage from the woods and did an awesome job yeah. carrying a 50 pounds worth of equipment with him and uh, never missed a beat. He was always right where I wanted him to be and, and doing right what we needed him to do. So appreciate Cody walking along with us too. Um, moving on to the media side, we had Tracy Chilson there. She's usually there for us taking our wind pictures and some candids over the weekend. So thanks to Tracy for, for coming back out and doing your, your job as you always do. Great job. And uh, Clayton Stark, he came, he came out on Saturday and went on the final cast with us and he was taking some pictures and videos and helping us communicate back to the, headquarters of the live show to me and Cody on what they wanted or when we were alive and whatnot. And he also was procuring some footage and I expect to see yep. a world championship recap video. If it's not out by the time you hear this podcast, it'll be pretty soon. So Great. be sure to check out Clayton Stark's uh, YouTube page his social media platforms. He'll have all the information right there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Great guy. And he's putting out some awesome content, coon hunting content. Yeah. Let's talk about the live shows a little bit. Uh, we started out Thursday night with, uh, Midnight Mayhem, where uh, they were interviewing the top 27 as they came in. I haven't had a chance to watch it as we're sitting here. It's still Tuesday, and we've had a bunch of stuff to do since the completion of it. Have you got to watch any of it? Yeah, that and I did watch pretty much everything. You know, I was there on just offset. You know, I was kind of helping bringing the scorecards into the uh, putting it on the table, you know, for the talent to uh, talk about the cast and this and that. But that's a fun one. They bring all the cast winners in. They get a chance to – interview those handlers of the of the winning dogs see the dogs up there and everything and and then you know at the on the panel they talk about each one of the casts a little bit they kind of go over the scorecards kind of talk about what they see and this and that but that's a fun night seeing all the cast winners all 27 of them and it's it's a good deal yeah you know sometimes uh handlers who win their cast on that thursday night they're hesitant or nervous yeah. about going yeah. up there and getting interviewed but I know it's it's uh, you know it's two or three minutes. You got to be up there in front of the bright lights with people watching you. But man, that's something that's going to live on forever, and uh, it's it's going to be neat to think about. You know, yeah, you can always go back and relive that moment and what it felt like at that moment. And it that's is. pretty cool to have. It is, that. and Rick is pretty good at interviewing, kind of putting guys at ease too. You know, and it's it's no really no different than, and we get it. You know, uh, it's yeah. much easier for us to do this than it was the first ten episodes. You Absolutely, know? you just don't think about it. You just talk. You know, and it's. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, those are some uh, uh, good interviews, and 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 it's a fun time. Yeah. We use that we use that word on talent pretty yeah. loosely here when we're yeah. talking about these three. I know yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, we we should mention who did it. Uh, Steve we had Burkholder. Steve Burkholder and Rick Stretch yep. uh, on the panel, and for the first time this year, Jamie Eastep, one of our field reps who does a lot of different stuff for us, uh, came on and actually hosted the shows on th- both Thursday and Saturday night, and. Thought he did an awesome job. First time doing it, you man, you can't. He he exceeded my expectations. Did a great job. You know, he's very experienced and knowledgeable of coon hunting, and that really what helped. I think that 
is leading or asking the questions, you know, based on whatever was going on. He knows the right questions to ask to kind of lead into a conversation on different things. And I think that uh, was really good. He did a great job. Yeah. And no matter how good we think he was, I've had some conversations with him and he's watched it and felt like there were some things he could improve on. So he's he's already gearing up and figuring out how to do better for TOC live show. Yeah. You know, and, and considering that was his first time ever of doing anything like that and what people that's hosting that part of the show is hard. It's yeah. Man, it's more than I could keep up with, but they have a bug in their ear, you know, so they're he hearing some something from the programmers in the back, you know, and telling them, you know, this or that, or you're going to this or that, plus trying to talk to the guys and everything. There's a lot of things going on for that person on set, yeah. but he handled it like a pro, really. I say like a pro, his first time doing it, but he's going to get really good at it. Absolutely. And we had... Uh... We had that Thursday mayhem, a midnight mayhem show we talked about on Saturday uh, morning, and I didn't know we were doing this. Uh, we brought the cameras over, and we usually shoot the uh, bench show finals when you get down to the fourteen uh, breed winners. Um, but they actually went live on on YouTube again, and that that live video of that of the finals of the bench show there lives on our YouTube channel as well. So yep. make sure you go check that out. And it's pretty cool where you can really see it. It's so much better than the live stuff we take with our cell phones or right. what have you. You know, they could zoom in and. And it's a, it's pretty neat. The only thing that we had uh, messed up a little bit, and part of that is probably my fault. We should have had the black and or the 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 uh, sequence or the order of uh, by breed flip flopped, you know, and and instead of the black and tans down on the right, we should have had them on the left because of where the cameras were set up. But mm. hey, little things. I guess we're not pros either, but <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if you want to pick things apart, but you can really see they did a great job. Uh, showing each one of those dogs in the finals, all the male breed winners and all the females. Yeah. And then, of course, the Saturday Night Live show is kind of the grand finale where you have the final cast. Uh, we started out with some interviews that they had uh, gotten late the night before, I think 5 a.m. the night, I guess that morning, as the second round rolled in, um, played those. We had our little pro slam announcement, which was uh, pretty cool. And then we were able to, uh, to go on to the uh, – uh, to the live show. And we actually got some good footage from the woods this year. We went to a place that had some decent, uh, decent coverage. And you could tell when we got into places where we started uh, circling up preacher man's trees and ban that bandits one tree, we were in some thick undergrowth. And I can imagine that was pretty hard to get a uh, sale reception in there. It was, you know, but there for the first, the, the first half of it was pretty good. And I was so tickled. I was like, man, if we can get this throughout the whole night, this will be as good as we've ever seen. But Hey, you know how it is. It just doesn't always work out. You can't can't control everything there. But uh, yeah, yeah. And we should give our uh, we should prop our field reps up for the weekend. Uh, the, we used a panel format the entire weekend, starting mm -hmm. out with uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night in the round one. Doug Cundiff was our was our head master hounds with some help from uh, Alan Roberts and Brandon Scalf. Uh, Friday, Jamie Eastep he was wearing multiple hats that weekend. Uh, he uh, stepped over and he did the master hounds early on Friday. Um, Brandon Scalf was the headmaster of hounds late, late on Friday, Friday yeah. and then for the final cast was Mr. Allen Roberts. Yeah, so they all got their uh, they all got their uh, time in the lead chair, so to speak. But yeah, a panel of three. But they were all busy all weekend, so They're, they yeah. they were there uh, staying up late and getting up early and helping us out, and we appreciate those. Hey, guys. we got us, we got us. You know, Allen Roberts used to be a field rep back in the day, and he was kind of out of it for here what uh, probably fifteen, twenty, almost twenty years now because right. he was, uh, but. Uh, it was good to have him again, and uh, and uh, hey, ah, he keeps the 
He's a funny guy. He keeps it light. <laughs> he does. That's for sure. Yeah, he does keep it light, and he's just a good character to have around. <laughs> Absolutely. We we had a blast. Always have a blast yep. with those guys. Yep. Um, he in Kentucky. They're I'm talking about Kentucky already. Raymond Scalf. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't give each other a hard time. No. If, if you were to sit yeah. there and listen, you think these guys hate each other, but yeah. they yeah. got to give each other a hard time. Uh, I know, you know, and they were giving Alan a hard time about him getting all these events at 10 Mile. You know, he's got one of the pro slams coming to 10 Mile, and he started talking about hosting the West Virginia State Championship in Tennessee and all this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> uh, They're good for wa uh, wasting some time when you got yeah. about four hours to kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's let's shift gears back to Thursday. We had the dinner that we always do for the yeah. top 100, 108 this year. Uh, they came in, got their goodies, uh, went into their seats, and and during that part of it, you did the opening ceremonies, and it was you wanted to do something special and have somebody as a guest speaker, and you did that. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you know, a month ago, kind of been uh, squishing this around a little bit. The idea of having a guest speaker, and and uh, you know, right right away, my my uh, my head kind of went to Mr. Scott Bates. Ed Bates is the uh, was the owner of uh, Hard Time Spec, a uh, legendary hound back in the day that was originally registered as a treeing walker and then was uh, at some point transferred as an English. And, you know, the rest is legendary history. You know, he's very influential in the English breed Hard Time Spec. Uh, but they live in so southeastern Ohio, Ed and, and then his boy Scott. But I know Scott is very well-spoken. Uh, just a, a, a great guy. And I had asked him to come up and speak and he, and he did, I didn't really give him anything, you know, I told him if he, uh, you know, just think about it. And, and, uh, they've been involved in a lot of world championships throughout the years, you know, and there's a lot, a lot of history there. And I knew he'd be a good speaker. So I just kind of left it open to him to talk about what he wanted to. And I told him if anything, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, always good to be reminded and be reminded enough how important it is to, conduct ourselves appropriately and, and especially when in this day and age when we're putting out a lot more content depicting our sport and everything else uh, and he did a fantastic job i loved it and he talked what 10 minutes maybe yeah, 10 12 he, minutes he probably did and everybody yeah. was really attentive and appreciate yep. that yep and had a good message wanted to listen to what he had to say had a great message and really appreciate that yeah and i posted a uh, a picture of him on my facebook page here just this week and the responses there were, you know, just that. Yeah. And he also stayed around and judged for us he did. Thursday night he did. and, and yep. Friday night for two rounds. Yep. And did a great job. Bunch of good positive feedback. There was a, uh, Cody Carter and Chase Blevins had him on that late round. I think their two females made nine or ten trees combined. So he said he may have a sore neck <laughs> this week. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. From shining trees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you, Scott, for coming out. Absolutely. Uh, we talked about the show a little bit, but we should probably give some flowers to our uh, to our judges for coming out and doing it. Mike Seats was our early round judge from Illinois. Yeah, and and we're gonna have a conversation with him here shortly. And uh, Mike, he always does a great job. He knows good dogs. He's been around a lot of good dogs, and uh, he uh, he worked through a big entry of dogs and uh, efficiently and yeah. picked some good ones. He did his second time judging the world show, and the first time was I forget where it was, maybe in. Alabama in 1997, a long time ago. So it's been a long while since he's judged the show. And then Jackie Carpenter from Gambier, Ohio, only a couple hours there from she judged the finals. So she would have judged the two, the male, the seven male breed winners. And then the second, her second class were the seven uh, breed winning females. And then her third and final class was the male up against the female. And she selected the world champion in the opposite sex. 
But no, two uh, two good judges. And, you know, we select our judges before the first of the year. So Mike and Jackie were, you know, their assignment, they had to sit around and wait on their assignment for, what, nine months, I guess. And they both took it serious. Yeah. Neither of them competed uh, very hard this year. Yep. Uh, they both told me that they tried to, to stay away from watching major event stuff and, and seeing who the hot dogs were as much as they could. Obviously, with the way social media is now, that's that's tough. But they wanted to go into it with a clear mind and a – and I think they both accomplished. I think they yep. both did a great job. Hey, and I will say one thing: I've I've seen a lot of world shows, and taking nothing away from any one of them, there's a lot of good hounds out there. I think we always say, you know, these dogs have to qualify here, you know, for this. And and uh, you know, we say you'll see the most, uh, the biggest event is going to be Autumn Oaks, right? You know, and that's an open event. You don't have to qualify for that, you know. But the world show. This year, I felt like was probably the best overall quality that I have ever seen as far as overall. And it started right from the very first class of black and tan males that came in there. They're all up there and in that final cut. They set wow. the tone early. It did set the tone. Yeah. I'm like, wow, look at that. Yeah. You know, I'm, so. I missed that. I was still sleeping. But. Yeah, well, you <laughs> stayed up all night, you know, the two rounds. And, and I just stayed up till after the first round, you know, the early round on Saturday. But it was still about 3.30 by the time I got to bed that night. and But then back out at 9 o'clock in the morning to do the show. But, no, it was great. Great yeah. crowd, too, for it. You know, uh, uh, I, I called the show and everything. But uh, so when I first uh, – we did kind of a couple opening remarks before we started. I got out in the in the ring, you know, and just addressing the crowd. But everybody's smiling, and, ah, oh, man, it was a great morning. Just felt good and just a nice atmosphere. Perfect. A lot of nice dogs there. Yep. Made for a good event. Sure. And uh, before we get into some of our in interviews, we should uh, talk about the folks that are responsible for putting on a good event. And, uh, you know, obviously we had some great awards there. Uh, in addition to $25,000 on the line, we had a lot of donations from these places. But it's not just the the awards that these uh, these partners and sponsors help with. They also help with the live show stuff. Uh, they help with, you know, the dinners and different things like that. And there's a lot that uh, – that they help with. So we, we need to hey, mention them real quick. Hey, these events, we're making them look nice, but you know, I'm here to tell you, it's also not free and cheap. Right. Matter Absolutely. of fact, it's very expensive. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's a, uh, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, a lot more than a lot of people think you just kind of take it for granted, you know, but that's where yeah, our partners, Yukonuba is the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. And then also we have dog as a partner of the official GPS collar partner of UKC. And then our sponsors. Yeah, start out with Bright Eyes Lights. Every dog in the top 20 ended up getting, a, you know, the top 20 for the Coonhound World Championship is 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 something that everybody shoots for. It's, yeah. It's well known. It's it's a great honor. And all 20 of those folks this year got a Bright Eyes Light for the second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, Ray's done this 20 lights at a brand new light. His, uh, and his premier light. His elite pros. Yep. And yep. Uh, I don't know how much those go for, but probably 350 bucks a piece or more. I think a little little north of that, I think. Yeah, so just if but he you guys his, can do the math on that real quick, that's yeah. a significant donation that he made here. Yeah, and he and his wife came down and were there. He actually got sick on Thursday. He was going to stay there the whole weekend, but he ended up getting sick, and they had to they had to move out early. But yeah, Ray talked to the crowd a little bit there on Thursday night as well. But thank you, Ray, and Bright Eyes. Absolutely. Uh, also, we'll mention uh, Mule Brand Gear and Apparel, Oaky Dog Supply, GT's Feed and Hunting Supply, Nightlight. Uh, easy loader dog kennels, 
And uh, Yoder Nylon Razor, again. They, hey, uh, I want to give a little shout-out there again. At Automoaks, you know, they did the Grand 16, but they stepped up here as well. Uh, they don't do the full one, but uh, they give those hunting vests. Uh, Johnny Watkins and, and Mr. Yoder uh, give the hunting vest to all 108 of the finalists. So that's where those come from. And Nice Vest had a nice little world championship finalist tag on it and everything is sewn onto it, so they're pretty cool. Pretty slick. If anybody has one for sale, hit me yep. up. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Also, the the top. <laughs> yeah, one. you and I didn't get one. We got we got four that we gave extras that we gave to the reps, and you and I didn't um, even get. They one. They were wearing them all around, strutting yeah. around like a like a rooster. Yeah, right in front of us. But yeah, they, but no, I actually bought had... one from them here at earlier this year at one of the events. So I have one. Just doesn't have the world championship. I, I do as well. Maybe yeah. I'll just get them to sew me a patch. On yeah. It, but. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, we should mention maybe Midwest Laser Works as yeah. well. Uh, they, Bryce uh, Matthews makes those little awards. Those little plaques that everybody got, little slate plaques yeah. that they got. Every, it was one different. One of the top 108. It seemed like people really liked those. Yeah, they appreciate Bryce. He put, yeah, something different to put up on your mantle. Yeah. Made those look really nice, and uh, they were real, well received. So great job to Bryce. We appreciate you working with us. Look up Midwest Laser Works. Yep. So. Our partners at Dogtra have just launched an exclusive program available only to active UKC competitors. So if you've competed any time this year or plan to compete in any future UKC events, you can qualify to receive exclusive benefits through Dogtra. Take advantage of this exclusive program and become a Dogtra competition field staff today. To sign up, visit dogtra.com forward slash Dogtra competition field staff. That's dogtra.com forward slash Dogtra competition field staff. Do you have something else there you want to talk about? No, not not really. I don't think. Uh, uh, I think we should get into some of our interviews and yeah, talk absolutely. to some folks. And we talked to the bench show judges uh, and and also all of our winners in the show and in the hunt and the finalists. But there was one. Uh, there were several kids. Uh, we had uh, remember a Thursday night in the opening ceremonies. I asked any first timers at yep. the world finals to stand up. There was a good number of them. There was. I always like to see that. And, uh, but then my, uh, the second one was kids under 20 years of age. I say, I call them kids, young, young handlers under 20 years of age. And I was surprised there was like four or five that stood up. One lady, uh, Kelsey Stallard, she was hunting, uh, uh, little Joe, little Joe's kind of, he's one of the oldest dogs in the hunt. It was in the final cast of the TOC dogs done a lot, but that's the dog she was hunting, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we also had a couple brothers from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I've seen them in the past couple of years at youth nationals. Uh, that's Jacob and Caleb black. Uh, they came through line. I think they're maybe 12 and 14 years old. I know 100 in juniors and 100 in seniors. And, uh, they came through the line together and I saw their dad and he was beaming. And I said, man, this has to, this has to feel, uh, you're pretty proud moment right here to see yeah. these two making it through the world finals. It was yeah. a real feeling for that family. Yeah. And there was one other uh, young man from Mulberry, Kansas uh, there that we knew was, uh, I didn't know it until Thursday, but uh, got word that he made it through with a dog that he trained up himself and everything. And, and he hasn't been away from home very much. The zones was about as far as he'd been away, uh, you know, the weekend prior. So this was his furthest, furthest trip away from home. Uh, and he had some, uh, he came, rode out with Jeremiah Roller from Missouri there, but, uh, who he rode out here to the event with, uh, but he had a great weekend, 17 years old. And I, I did pull him in and talk to him. He was pretty excited and he ended up winning his cast in the first round. And, but, uh, I interviewed him actually, uh, uh, 
I don't remember if it was before or after. I think it was after, I guess. Uh, it was before the handlers meeting on Friday. Okay. So, yeah. So he had already, uh, you know, it was after his win. But uh, I got a chance to sit down with Isaiah for several minutes here. And uh, that's going to be our first interview you're going to hear right here. So here's Isaiah. Hey, Isaiah. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah. Saturday or Friday here at the World Hunt. So I have never... I had never met you until here at the World Hunt. 17 years old, you make it to the finals. I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. That's an ex- got to be an experience, huh? Yeah, it is. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is it anything what you expected or uh, what? Uh, yeah, it's it's everything I expected it to be. Yeah. You know, when you're, I remember when I was a kid, I got my first Coonhound when I was 12. And even at that age, you know, you, you know there's competitions, or at least I did, and you think, you know, you think of, you get a dog and you think, wouldn't it be neat if you could be a world champion or something? Did you ever have those thoughts when you? Um, but when I got this dog, I was thinking, I was starting to get into wanting to hunt yeah. and go to the hunts and stuff. Yeah. And then that's, that's what got me into it was like seeing the world champions and yeah. stuff like that. So you're, this dog, you're referring to Daisy probably, right? Yeah. 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 So before we talk about Daisy, you're a 17 now, right? Yes. Yeah, and you live in Mulberry, Kansas. Mulberry, Kansas. Just yeah. a small town, I understand, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, just in Southeast Kansas. Just a farming community, or what is it around there? Uh, a lot of agriculture, I assume. There is. There's a few farmers that live there, but it's not really a farming community. I oh, it's say. not. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. What's so? What's it like? Just, just like a small town, and yeah. there's people that. I've lived there all their lives and grew up, and so everybody's friends and yeah, everybody gets along. Yeah, so uh, you're what are you in high school? Probably I am a senior in high school. Senior in high school, yeah. yeah. So how do you how do you have t- even time to coon hunt then? I that's just everything I do is coon hunt in school. Yeah, that, you know uh, when did you first start? When did you do you remember your the first time you went hunting? Do you remember that or the, remember? the first hunt that I can remember? Would I would be about six or six years old or somewhere around there hunting with your dad or somebody my dad and yeah and his friend yeah remember what dogs you might have had were uh, they walkers or they was there's walkers and yeah. actually before walkers i hunted a red bone my dad got me oh yeah he was, a, he was a pretty nice dog but he wouldn't ever go hunting by himself yeah so that's the only fault he had, but he was a really, he was a really nice coon dog. Yeah. What made you want to uh, go to a night hunt or compete with a coon dog? It's just the competition side of it, and just see see how I stacked up against how everybody else. How did you else. learn about it? Uh, just just seeing it online and talking to guys, like Cheyenne Cummings and everybody yeah. at like the dog sales. You know Cheyenne Cummings. So your dog's name is Backwoods Daisy, and I think yes. everybody knows that Cheyenne Cummings' his dogs are named Backwoods. So. I assume that Daisy is comes from some of his stock. Yeah, she's at a shack and a, a female called Stylish Jasmine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's bred up pretty good. So did you get her as a puppy or what? Oh, we, get, me and my dad bought, or my dad bought her as a one year old. Okay. Never been messed with in her life. Yeah. So you did. I understand you did most of the training on her. Yes. Yeah. I so, have. Yeah. So was she the first dog you've owned yourself, or have the you first had other dog dogs? I've owned my yes myself and that, yeah. Her. Me and my dad was partners on her for a little while, and then I ended up selling her, which is a really bad move. Oh. And then, but she wasn't the the dog she is now. And when I got her back, I, we bought her back off of Cheyenne. And uh, then I just put a whole lot of time into her, and she's just developed in a yeah. nice dog. And she's four years old now, so yeah, she's kind of yeah yeah kind of good a good age yeah. when they kind of come into their yeah, own. Yeah, she just this 
recently this i would say the last year she's developed this yeah. quick so did you hunt her in uh she's uh she doesn't have a title yet as of what she uh, has eight wins this year okay uh the weekend before the zones i got a double cast double cast win so it her. just hasn't it caught just up yet so she'll be a night champion yeah then. she is last night i got that was my eighth win yeah so you took her, obviously took her to a qualifier. Did you get her qualified there at Cheyenne's Club? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got the high-scoring dog, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, it was a really nice time. Yeah, yeah. So so then you're going to go to the zones. You're going to go to the world hunt. You're going to go to the zone. You've never had a dog in the zones before? No. So tell us about, tell me about that a little bit. Uh, Did you win was, one night or both nights or what? I, I just won one night. It was Saturday night. Yeah. And I knew going into it I had to have a pretty good score to get through. Just because the, the area we yeah. was in was really good. And so she stayed on the side of the property that we turned her loose on. We turned loose pretty much off of the road, but we walked a little ways in there. She stayed on that side, and the other dogs kind of crossed on a little bridge that was right there over the creek. They crossed underneath that bridge, and they kind of run around in a little bean field. They got stuck out there just because couldn't get out there. You know, they don't like to come out. Yeah. And she stayed over on the right side where there was no like crop field so she there really nothing for a coon to hang up in and she traded three coon over there no kidding and that was score good enough to win the cast and plus get yeah. you to the finals she had 450 that had to be exciting huh it was it was an amazing time <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine really i was kind of nervous once i got back just because i knew that someone yeah. else could have had a higher score and yeah. maybe i thought 450 would get me in but i wasn't 100 yeah. percent sure yeah well, that's hey, that's a pretty good score anywhere, yeah. anywhere. So yeah, so yeah, you get past the zones, and then you think, gosh, now the next stop is going to be all the way to Ohio, Mount Gilead, and it's that's a how far is that from you? How many hours? Yeah, I think it, it was a, like a twelve or thirteen hour drive. Wow! Did you you were going to come here regardless? How did that? Uh, that how was, did that? How I, did you I, make that work out that you could actually come? I didn't know who how I was going to get up here at first, but then. Cheyenne was helping me get a ride, and yeah, just take Cheyenne took care of it, take yeah. care of me, and then my parents helped me out. He's just a good guy. Yeah, isn't he? He, he is. He's wife, amazing. All, yeah, all yeah. of them are. So you rode out here with Jeremiah Roller yeah. and and uh, Jeff uh, Pedro, isn't it? Uh, no, Jeff. We just know Jeff, and yeah, just talking to him when okay. we got here. But I oh, rode so he didn't. He didn't ride with you. No. Okay. We, it's okay. just me and Jeremiah. Okay, but Jeff's Jeff lives in that same area too. Yeah, he lives. I don't know exactly where he lives, but he lives pretty close to me. Yeah, so we'll get, we're going to get to that in a minute. But uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I think we hear Trevor Wade out in the background. He's reading something off, I guess, maybe fifty-fifty tickets or something. But anyways, yeah. So uh, I heard I heard that uh, you know that you were coming and everything, and that you were just a young guy and your first time and everything. I was, I'm tickled to see that. So. Uh, but then, yeah, yesterday or uh, Thursday night, you know, I mentioned you in opening ceremonies, and and everybody's tickled when you know somebody young like you has good success and everything. But I can guarantee that dogs don't make it to the world finals just by accident. It takes a bunch of work to get them prepared. Yeah, and I'm sure you hunt quite a bit, don't you? You have yeah. school and stuff. So what does that look like for you? Well, I hunt. I know I can go at least two nights every week. I go on the weekends. And then a buddy I have that lives outside of Mulberry there, I hunt with him a lot, but 
he works night shift, so he when he gets off at midnight, we we go and there for about a month. We was hunting about every night. And really, then, but a lot, yeah. Right before I won that RQE at Seneca, yeah, or yeah. it might have been after I won the RQE. Yeah, but, you got right to work and make sure you get her ready for the zones. Yeah, yeah. So you're just hunting a lot, and so man, so you got school. So you come home from school, and I come home from school, and take care of the dogs, and we got five dogs there at the house, and then just do eat, that, just eat and take care of the dogs, and then I just. About the time Dad would be getting home from work, I'd be, I'd sit there talk to him for a little while, and then just go in there and go sleep maybe six hours yeah. or so, or maybe eight hours sometimes, and get up hunting. at midnight and go and go hunting. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a lot of dedication, and you got to have some passion. But you must there must be some. What is it that you like about? Is it the coon hunting, or is it hunting with I dogs? Just, or I just enjoy and seeing the dogs do good. Hey, that's that's how I'm. Almost, it's almost not about taking the game or anything like that. It's about you're like me, anyways. If you have a, if you like dogs and just watch them work and everything, and that's pretty awesome. Was it hard for you to learn the rules and stuff, or did you learn those pretty? I easily? still don't really know the rules. I wouldn't say I know the rules too well, but when the still when learning? the situations happen, I kind of know. Yeah. But, you know, you can read the rules all you want to, but yeah. the other part of it is you need to go out there and learn how to apply them to yeah. the situations that you have. But it's all good stuff, and it's it's fun. And who would you say has been your biggest mentor in helping you? Obviously, you know. In the in the competition side, I would say my biggest mentor is Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Does and he then, tell you a lot of the rules he, and explain uh, rules stuff to you? Yeah. Well, we really... After after hunts and stuff, since I hunt around the club that he that he takes care of, and he goes to the club I live right next to, Gerard, Kansas. We talk about like the experience in the hunt, and then he'll help me out and learning yeah. some rules and stuff. My biggest mentor in hunting would be my dad. Yeah, yeah. And has your dad hunted? Does he competition I, hunt too? Or he no? he has before back when he was younger, but yeah. he kind of got out of it just because. He didn't. I don't know if he didn't like it or. Yeah. Hey, he you know, for he some people, it's just going. not for some people. You know, some people yeah. just would rather just honor pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so now we got Daisy here at the finals, and you go out on Thursday night. How was your cast on Thursday night? The it first was, round. It was great. I had I'm looking time. at the scorecard. I have the scorecard here, and I know there's a, a a dog out of North Carolina named Game Changer that you that you drew, and and I've seen where that dog has looked pretty. He's he's he didn't have a good night last night, maybe, but uh, I've seen where that dog's done a lot of, of winning. And then you drew a dog out of Ohio named Smoking Gun, and then a blue tick, a Lonesome Willow, that uh, that uh, uh, also has done quite a bit of bit of winning. But you scored three seventy five. So tell us a little bit about how how uh, Daisy looked good, obviously, huh? Yeah, on the first drop, within I would say thirty minutes, we had. Uh, changer, he was treated in first when he had that den, and then gun came treated a little ways past changer there, and he had, I think he had, he had a circle there too, but yeah, it looks like the scorecard the, says but that. But they could see, they could see it in their thermal, but they never could see it. Oh yeah. So he he had a coon there, but we never could get scored. Right. And then Daisy, as we was walking to changer, uh, we got within. I would say 100 yards, maybe even less than that. And I could hear Daisy come treat over there. So I treat her as we was getting ready to score changer. And then as we were scoring Flint's tree, or not, Steve Flint's smoking gun dog, we were scoring his tree. She kind of 
shut up there for a little while, and I was getting worried that I might, might get, take a minus because I thought she might leave it, but she just probably was going down and getting a drink or something. Uh, There's yeah. a big hill right there. She's treed up on it with a slough in the bottom. Uh, yeah. and she probably got a little hot. I don't know. She yeah. she did. I seen her on my Garmin. She did go down in the creek and then go back up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she had a coon there, and then uh, smoking gun came treed little not even much farther past daisy so this area was full of coon it was just kind of rough walking yeah and then so i cut daisy off her tree as and we're going in the score guns tree he had a coon there and then daisy treed a coon not even 50 yards from his tree and she had another and, one there yeah and yeah. the judge he hurt his knee coming down from guns tree after well, so changer come treat first and then guns tree was the second tree and we was getting we was coming down the hill from Gun's tree, and the judge hurt his knee. He fell, he's sliding down that, that bank on that hill, and he hurt his knee. So, after Daisy treed that second coon in there, he had to call a timeout because he couldn't keep walking the hill. He had to go to a new spot. Oh, yeah. But, huh. then, then, uh, Willow come, or Willow come treed way back towards the truck. So, they went and scored that, and they had a, it was a circle. Yeah. So, it sounds, I'm looking at the scorecard, and it sounds like you had to do a bunch of walking. Uh, we did. We didn't. We did a lot of walking, but we didn't walk very far. It was okay. Just kind yeah. of like up and down the hill. So you had a lot of action going on most yeah. of the night. How does the hunting compare to here as what you have at home? Is it's, it it's a lot different or similar? I've only hunted one spot, but the terrain really looks similar to home. Yeah. A lot of crop ground. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Flatland, but then there's yeah. there's spots at home that are hilly like that too. Yeah. Well, 375 plus, that's a pretty good score here yeah. and everything. So that had to be exciting to it come was. back as a winner in the first round. Yeah. And then your buddy Jeremiah, who you rode out here with, he had a cast win too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there was another guy here from uh, from Kansas. Jeff is here with his dog. So Friday night, we, you know, we had the meeting here, the handlers meeting here. And then you guys come up and you draw your own cast again. And then uh, was it Jeremiah that drew first? Jeremiah drew first, and then Jeff did, and they both drew cast number seven. Yeah. Then you were the uh, third one of those guys to come up yep. to draw a cast. And you also drew cast seven. Yeah, I know it. How crazy is that? You three guys draw out together. I think it was pretty That kind of stinks in a way. It does, yeah. Because <laughs> somebody, two of us are getting knocked out. but Yeah. In a way... It, it could help us, but I I, be, I have confidence in all of our dogs. So yeah. I feel like we would have been better off not drawing each other because we yeah. all could have moved on to yeah, lay well, around Yeah, here. you all, all would have got a chance maybe, you know, yeah. in this case. But, but in this way now, somebody has to go. And yeah, go yeah. You know, do you, have you hunted with Jeremiah's dog or Jeff's I, dog before? I've hunted not? with, with the, uh, Man Among Boys dog back whenever Tyler was starting him. Oh, uh, so, yeah. But it, I only hunted with him for like one, one or two yeah. drops. yeah. So uh, you think Daisy can hang all right, and you can? I have you, confidence. She can, yeah, yeah. I, I think she as long as she gets a couple coons treed, I'll, yeah. I'll be happy with her. Do you get nervous when you get out there? Or not no, really? I, I just nothing you can do. You just turn yeah. the dog loose and then just call them for what they do. Do you think you uh, drawing out with Jeremiah and Jeff kind of helps ease any ease any of the, any uh, any nerves that you might have? Was a couple yeah. guys that you kind of know already. A little bit. But, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't really bother you either no, way. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, yeah, well, hey, we've talked a lot longer than I told you. I told you maybe four or five minutes. I yeah. think it's been 15 minutes. But no, man, yeah. I just love your story, and I'm just so tickled you made it out here. And I, I really wanted to sit down and talk with you. So 
hey, you don't know what's going to happen tonight. No. We're, we're talking about Friday night in round number two, you know, but gosh, man. And hey, that's that's hunts, you know, and, and uh, hopefully you do good. And hopefully Daisy keeps on cranking for you. Thank you. So, we'll, we'll try our best. There you go, man. So yeah, there you go. An interesting, an interesting story right here, and and I love to see. There's always the world championship. Always brings a couple good stories, feel good stories like that. And for me, it was Isaiah Kane. Yeah, you know, and and doing, you know, it. There's a lot of good dogs there. Everybody has a good dog, you know. And you got to have some breaks and this and that. But you know, this this kid hunts hard, and uh, just his, you know, going to school still making time to get his dog hunted and that's what he's doing for fun on the side you know he's just uh, a very very regular kid but to be to you know it just shows put in the work the effort he put in put in the work get your dog hunted up and have success that you have to do the work before you can ex expect uh much good to come out of it and here's a story like that so yeah, yeah. nice kid Congratulations to Isaiah to his run, made it the top twenty. I think he ended up sixteenth place. Yeah. So and I mentioned he rode out with Daisy. Yeah, I mentioned he rode out with Jeremy and uh Jeremy Roller or Jeremiah Roller. And then on Friday night, doggone it, he and Jeremiah draw out together. Of course. Both of them win their cast, you know, in the earlier on they both draw out together. So but hey, that's the way they, they selected their own uh cast, you know. So yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so hey, congratulations to Isaiah and, and great job by all the yep. youth that made it there to the event. Yep, Just goes to show them. you, you guys have a, a shot, get those dog qualified, get them in the zones, and it can be you there next year. So uh, the next one, we were able to uh, pull in a couple of the bench show judges after after that completed on Saturday, after the show completed. Uh, and we kind of we double teamed this one here with uh, Mike Seats. We pulled him in to have him talk a little bit about uh, his history judging hounds and about the the day's show so let's uh let's run this interview here with mike seats well here we are uh i'm here with trevor wade and uh we are here with mike seats our judge in round number one man what a group of dogs today mike yeah you got that right alan i'll tell you what uh you know before i got up here you know everybody wonders and what but i mean i had to take a peek review of what was entered by going through, and I said, "Man, what a lineup! I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a hard decision." And and to get here, the lineup, I mean, it didn't impress me. And I mean, getting out there and putting your hands out there on on some of these dogs, I mean, like I say, in the introduction before, I mean, from 20 years ago to the day, these hounds has greatly improved. I mean, the breeding and this stuff. I mean, probably in that final round of males, there four or five that could have won it. The females, you know, two or three. You know, out in fourteen, there was probably six, seven dogs for one of them. When when did you first start judging dogs? Uh, I think I first started judging back in uh, back about eighty five, I think. Uh, or let me let me clarify that when when was the first year of the Farina race? I mean, uh, when was that? I can't uh, tell you offhand uh, the first year for uh, the it. sugar babe female won it the first year and won it the second year. That uh, was that was early two thousands. That was that was, uh, I judged I think back before that at English days, and then that's when I really started judging right after that. Yeah, I, I, I judged I judged that one uh, event up there that sugar babe was in. Yeah. So You're I'm, talking I'm about say, Amanda, man Alexander's female, yeah, yeah, that blue yeah, tick female, yeah, yeah. yeah, sugar babe. Yep. I'm gonna say probably 25 to 30 years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
You judge a lot of major events over here. How many times have you been here at the World Championship judging? I think it's my second time that I've judged here at the World Championship. I, I tried to think about that, but I, uh, I judged before the first round and, and here. So it's just twice I've judged. But I've judged, you know, every major event that UKC has put on. I mean, Autumn Oaks, Winter Classic, uh, Grand American, Top 10, uh, you know, all all seven breed days I've judged. You know, so it, it, it's an honor and a thrill. Yeah. It must be. Look at you today. You're all spiffied up, looking all good. Yeah. You shirt on, man. Sort you of, decked it, out. I sort of had somebody I heard one time, you know, on a, on a podcast, somebody somebody mentioned a little something. And I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to go there, that, Trevor. He's I a heard listener. That. People are listening. He's a listener. I mean, uh, and I heard that, you know, so I, I said, hey, if I want to get a call anymore, I better, I better honor the, the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, uh, but no, you know, uh, it, it, so you, everybody knows you've, you've handled a lot of dogs yourself. Have you ever won the world show yourself? Yes. Yeah. I've won the world championship. Bo or, uh, I've, uh, I've won it three times, three times. Uh, and, and not with a, one of my own dogs. Yeah. Uh, Bo was one of them, wasn't he? Bo, Bo, was, Bo one. was one of them. Uh, O.W. Hill with the red dogs, Sierra yeah. red queen. You handled her too. I, I handled her. Uh, that was when, early on in oh, that one was, of the first ones, yeah, was yeah, it not? Yeah. Uh not the first not the first couple. The plot dog won the first couple, but that was yeah, early on in the Smoke and Joe and and, and uh what in the second what? Didn't what? Joe win it two times in a row? First two years? Yep, Joe won it two yeah. times in a row the first two years. Um uh, and I was just trying to think what other dog did I handle for the third year? You know, I don't remember. Yeah, you would You've handled so. that many good dogs. I've handled that many good dogs, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, hey, you, oh, I, I handled I handled HL's uh, the the male dog, uh, the daddy of the bow, the okay. sire of the bow. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want I saw one with Sierra Red Queen and HL's black and tan dog, and then and then bow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, so you, that's been a lot of years ago. Compare the dogs from then until now. They have progressively gotten better, have they not? They have, progressively got better i mean you know uh i was telling that's you know i remember one time uh when the winter classic was still down in uh albany georgia and i had a little english dog down there called a uh, bear branch boss a little spotted dog i mean just let him in there with a chain around his neck you know and I'd take about two steps and come on and go and i won best and i'll show with him you know uh but from there to the day i mean as far as the structure the gait uh, you know the way these dogs are built and you know and made i mean they're they're just an impressive i mean but you know you got a hand of these handlers out there i mean they're doing their homework yeah. i mean they're making these dogs what they are i mean you can't just leave a dog in a dog pen and want to show it yeah. i mean some of these handlers work these dogs every day yeah absolutely but they've been steadily have increased tremendously and i mean they, they they've made things a whole lot better yep Hey, you, you talk about winning this thing a couple of times. Now you've judged it a couple of times. Compare the two feelings when you're out there, uh, one when you're winning a world championship and then also when you're on the other side of the bench and you're selecting a dog that's going to be eventually the world champion. What's that feel like? Well, it, it, it feels it, – it's it's just an extreme feeling. I mean, to be out here judging a dog that you know that you're going to be able to put forward to win the world championship to fulfill somebody's dream like yeah. I've had, is a heck of a feeling. I mean, you know, giving somebody a chance 
to to win that it is a heck of a feeling and an honor. But be down there like out there on them final two, you know, and and uh, walk out there and, and have that judge announce your dog or walk up to you and pick you. That's a heck of a feeling too. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's a great feeling to to pick a dog that can the handler can fulfill their dream and and to be out there and and fulfill your own dream. Yeah. What did you think today was your toughest class that you had? Was there one class you felt was the toughest for you? Yeah. I say toughest or maybe the best class overall. Uh, well, you know, there were there, several of them. There were, there were several of them. I mean, uh, the start right off the bat with the black and tan dogs. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's, there's some big name dogs in there, uh, good dogs in there. Uh, that was a tough class, you know. I eventually we did down to the world champion, you know, yeah. and that made me, that made me feel good. I mean, uh, but a big name dogs, uh, you know, you get down to the walkers. I mean, there was two or three walker dogs that, uh, uh, could have won, yeah. you know, the, the blue ticks, there was, you know, Whitney, she comes, I mean, she'd filled this field up with her, and I mean, she comes ready and I mean, she uh, she had a nice dog, but yeah, uh, but I, I feel that probably the toughest class was to start off was the black and tans. I mean, uh, the plots was sort of hard. I mean, but uh, you know, you just you just got to study them and and take a deep breath and say, don't not get in too big a hurry and take your time to get the right dog. You know. Yeah. Hey, we've talked about it a couple of times here, and we'll I guess we'll wrap up. I think. Got some people wanting you for pictures over there. You're a well sought out man today, but uh, uh, we, when we try to pick major event judges, we try to pick somebody who may be in between dogs. And we all we all know that you you lost one of your prize and joys a couple of years ago, yeah. and we kind of got you to do Winter Classic for us, the yeah. top ten show, and then we got you on the hook for the World Championship. You got some uh, up and comers that are about ready to roll. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, you know, if they're if they're ready to roll, but they're up. I mean, you know, I've got to. I've got the little dimple female out of out of Bobby Lou and a little mate, uh, you know, Jake's uh Sue female. She you've seen her. I mean, she's pretty nice. Uh I've got another little one coming on that's seven months old now, out of frog, uh that nobody's seen, but she's gonna I'll break her out at the Grand American, I think. But I'll be I'll be back in it. But I mean, hey, I'm having a blast out here judging, you know, right now. I mean it's it, it's just an honor to put your hands on some good dogs, but yeah. All righty, man. We appreciate Mike taking some time out of his day to come sit down with us and uh, and for judging the show. Did a great job. But we also had a chance to talk to Jackie as well. Yeah, Jackie's from, like I mentioned before, she's just a couple hours from there. And she was just a good fit for the World Championship Finals this uh, this weekend. So, yeah, you and I, again, sat down and talked to her. So here's Jackie. Well, Jackie, the show's over. Today you got to judge the, the final two classes. You judged yep. all the breed winners, males and females, and then the overall and the opposite sex. What are your thoughts after looking at those dogs today? It was a fantastic line of dogs. I mean, it, it was hard, but I tried to go to the breed standards and how they gated, and uh, I was impressed with Mike picked and put up for me. Yeah. You didn't take a whole lot of time, I noticed, today. I normally don't. Even at a local dog show, I go out and do my job, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this your first time judging the world show, Jackie? Yes. It is. Kind of different. They had you on the live on the live show and the mic. I know you were a little nervous already. That probably added a little bit of <laughs> that added a little bit of attention to it. But I just thought, well, let's go with a roll and we'll just yeah. get done. Yeah. How long have you been judging dogs? I think since 1989. 
something like that. I've judged Autumn Oaks and all the breed days except True and Walker days. Hey, we had Mike uh, seats on the podcast a little bit ago as well, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Been, you both have been judging dogs for a lot of, a lot of years, a lot of major so shows, so you've seen the dogs that were back in the day. Uh, how do you think they compare to the dogs today? I think they've improved a lot. When I won my part of the world show in 1989, my plot dog, and I compare him to the plot dogs now, there's a world of difference. I mean, there's, there's confirmation difference, the them being on the toes, and the bites. The bites have improved. Yeah. Overall quality and the number of the, the, the number of quality that you're competing against is just yes a lot greater seems like yep i i agree with you i stayed outdoors so i didn't know what was going on and coming in and seeing them blind was great because i had no idea what they were and i was glad i did yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of the dogs today uh good time blues the dog you put up owned by kelly and dave myers what maybe what's one or two things you can think of off top that maybe made that dog stand apart from the rest of the field he had a wonderful gait and then when he stood up there, he was solid. I checked his chest. He had a nice, wide chest. And uh, he was just a solid all-around total dog, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and then you picked the, the plot hound for the female part of it. Uh, and uh, what was same thing? What was, what it was, was pretty much the same thing. But when I brought them back up together, the black and tan was just a little bit more solid than the plot dog. Yeah. But... Uh, comparable it was still a hard decision yeah i know there at the end we had the two right close together you know and and uh they look good they did they look good i, I was glad that i got to judge them and got to judge all of them because it was all impressive yeah so but yeah. yeah well hey here we are your home state of ohio uh you're getting to to judge the world championship finals in front of all your peers what kind of feeling is that to, to crown a world championship today in your home state it it felt Fantastic. When I when you guys called me the first time, I thought, man, after all these years, I finally get to do it. And then just being in Ohio, I know all these people. And when they came and gave me a hug after I won, it pretty much brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Jackie, I know you got to get in some pictures here, and you've already got in a couple. But uh, yeah. But we appreciate you judging the show for us and doing it here today, and hope you had a good time doing it. And uh, mm -hmm. thanks a lot. Well, I enjoy it, and call me anytime. Yeah, there you have it. I think she she loves judging dogs and always has, you know, and and, uh, and hounds and always comes to the event with her little beagles. She does the <laughs> beagle thing too, you know. Right. Had one leading around there, but yeah. So we appreciate both Mike and, and Jackie. They're judging the show for us this year and did a great job. And they looked at some really nice dogs. Mentioned that before, but uh, so uh, the next interview you're going to hear from is the opposite sex winner uh, was. Uh, Connie Hogan from Pennsylvania with her Gina dog, a plot female, and they have been just winning a lot. It seems like there's, I don't know, there's not much for them to win still. They've got about everything, but they're great people, have some nice hounds, and uh, uh, I had the chance to sit down with both Scott and Connie, so here they are. Well, here we are again, Scott. I just feel, it just seems like a couple of weeks ago I talked to you, didn't we, at Autumn Oaks? Yes, After sir. a big win at Autumn Oaks? Yes, sir. Here we are again. Yes, sir. But we've got your wife, Connie, here, too, and she is the woman of the hour here. <laughs> that is correct. You're, you're, you're that the, is correct. You're here. You're the cheerleader today. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Connie, yeah. tell yep. us about your day here. Uh, so 
was pretty overwhelming winning um, opposite sex. Uh, when we when we show our dogs, we strive to win breed, and anything else is a is an extra bonus and and a good one at that. Yeah, you know, and and we're kind of we'll go back a little bit, but just the crowd when we bring in after that breed, even when you won the breed, and then when we bring round two in. You know, everybody's clapping for all the winners as they come in. But when you come in, yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of fans. I, I did. <laughs> Gina has a lot of fans. Okay, but she is hey, and rightfully so. Thank you. So let's start with the dog, Gina. Where did, and you've had some other bonfire. Uh, and Scott, I'll get to you in a minute too. You, you yes, did sir. good with bonfire too today. But uh, where does Gina fit in in all this? Uh, so she is. Uh, so I won overall world champion with Donner in 2018 at this club it was right it here, was it? here yeah. yes and so uh she is a granddaughter of donner okay and um but she actually is out of uh our one of our males he is a four-way champion yeah, it was night champion grand water champion grand field champion grand show champion yes i am gino it's in memory of my dad oh yeah. yeah and uh he was a really special dog and uh we bred him to, uh, her name is Carrie, uh, who Jason and Katie Woodward own now. Um, she had two puppies, and I picked Gina. Gina. Um, and she just, every time she goes in, she gives me 100%. Yeah. And she's just a joy to be around. Do you see a lot of, uh, do you see a lot of uh, Donner in, in his offspring, like Gina, yeah, some of the same characteristics, yes. and things like that. Yeah. Always wanting to please us. It's they, they just want to, yeah. They just Whether love anything. Whether it be the water racer, build trout, they just seem to want. Right. Yeah. I know that. And they Feel. enjoy it too. Yeah. They really, they love. They love the spotlight. They love the water. They love, they just love it. Yeah. So, Scott, we I mentioned a little bit, you also had, you on the breed, too, on the male side. Yes, sir. Uh, won it with Bo. Uh, national grand champion, grand champion two, midnight brindle bonfire, kennel named Bo. Um, this is Bo's second time at the world show. Um and, and to win breed out of the group of the males, the plot males, uh, were, uh, that was just awesome. They look tough. Yeah, they and you're a, a, you're a lot of them were litter mates. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them were litter mates. The, the Zold dog, the, the gambler dog, the, you know, Bo. Uh, so the, it was nice to see that the family group is in there. You know what I mean? Man, as a breeder, I can't even, I can't even really imagine that, but that's got to be so satisfying. It, it, is, it is. Like, if we didn't win, it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, um, we're fine with that. But we, even yeah. with the females, there was a litter mate to bonfire in there. Yeah. There was uh, the one that Penny was handling was a pop out of Christina Donner. No, um, for the females. Oh, the females. Um, yeah, she, yeah. That was the males that she was. Yeah. yeah. Different. The female yeah. was yeah. Um, Grace that she's out yeah. of Donner. Yeah. It just, okay. It's just a sad. It's so satisfying. It's just yeah. like. It is, and we, and we didn't even, you know, you don't realize this is happening. Yeah. And until it happens, and then like, you know, me and you had talked about it all at Mokes, and on the drive home, I'm like, 
Wow. Yeah. I, I never know. even realized it. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? I Because we just don't think about it. We yeah. just continue to keep making the breed better. Yeah. I, that's that's the only goal in my mind. Yeah. You know, I forgot that it was actually here in 2018 when you won with, uh, with Honor. But I remember that day, <laughs> I could kind of sense you were... I don't know if it was nervous or what it was, but it was almost overwhelming. It was. So now, uh, several years later, could you take that experience and did that help you? Know, you'll, you're, I know you're probably going to say dogs will feel when you're... They, when I know they does, do. Has that helped you to... No. No? No. Uh, the nerves uh, are uh, still there. Yeah. Like, we, so my dad used to say all the time, right, when you quit losing that feeling... You're, you're done. You, you're done. Yeah. Your, your ride's over. Yeah. You know, uh, some people, uh, hunters will call it buck fever. You know, yeah. you start shaking. Yep. Uh, we try to control it the best we can because it will transfer into the hound, no doubt. And then today, my dog definitely knew that I was nervous, yeah. you know. And, and But in all in all, I mean, it, it's just, I think every handler up there today had that nervousness shaky leg syndrome whatever you want to call it you know (laughs) (laughs) it's fun to watch but it's not so fun when you're the one in there yeah you you know i don't know when exactly you guys started showing or going to your first major shows and stuff but can you tell a difference can you see a difference from those days when you first started as far as the overall quality the reason what i'm getting at is sitting back and looking and having seen it for so many years for me 20 years working at UKC, but even before that, you know, I used to watch a lot of the shows, but there's just so many more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, so Competition is crazy. It I, is. I started showing when I was 12 and I'm 53 now. Uh, you know, back in the day, if you had a dog that had a decent foot and it would stand still, you, you, you could clean up. You could get a yeah. whole truckload of trophies just yeah. traveling around to smaller shows. And, and now, man, you better have it all. It's an, you it's better have everything. a whole lot more than feet and statues. It it's, really it's, is. It is. It, it is. It's it's mind blowing how well uh, the rest of the breeds and how how far they've come in the last even in the last twenty years they've come and unbelievable. I, I feel yeah. like I mean I think Mike and Jackie did an outstanding job. Oh, absolutely. Mike had his work cut out for him. I mean, right from the first class already. Yes, <laughs> trying to narrow it down. <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, that was that was very crazy for me at the end. Uh, <laughs> I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. You and Dave, uh, yeah. you and Dave hunt together yeah. every, every week. And yeah. now your wives are the big winners. Here <laughs> at the show. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I, I love him like a brother. And uh, to see both of our wives in there, me and him both were back at the bleachers. And I we didn't really care which one I didn't, went, either. you know, for both of them to be there was just un it's conversation for yeah. the next 20 years yeah because we'll never part yeah you know a couple of weeks ago scott you mentioned something that i remember you said was that we were talking about uh interviewing you after you won the dual national championship at autumn oaks yes sir and uh, with uh with your little dog there and you said this was the one that you didn't have yet yes you know so where do you go from here? What do you, we do don't you, know. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I re- we really don't know. I mean, but we, I, I will say this. You still have the passion that probably never goes away. But, right. You know, yeah. where do you go? We where? don't look back. Yeah. Like, win, lose, or draw at a show. My mind already right now is gearing up for the next UKC event, the Grand American. Like, what dogs am I going to break out? What am I going to do? Yeah. Who's going to do this? And we, we got to drive there. So, 
that hunger for me never goes away. So I guess that now I'm on where I guess me and Connie's on loop too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll leave it at that. And congratulations on a good weekend here Thank again. You. And it's always good to see you, and you bring good dogs, and it's uh, yeah. it, it was, was good to have you. Very we, enjoyable we, watching. And and the venue that that UKC put on. I mean, there's nothing, nothing out there in the coon hunting world like this. Yeah, nothing. I agree. Been there, done that. Ain't happening. This is where it's at. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, Always good to sit down with them. We just talked to uh, uh, Scott a couple of weeks ago at Autumn Oaks when he had the dual, uh, the dual national champion. Uh, but, you know, they they don't just show these dogs. They compete in everything, water races, field trials, HTX, night hunts, everything. You know, and, and Scott has said it before, uh, he's a hunter first, you know, and that's uh, their dogs have to hunt first, you know. So it's just a, a cool thing they've got going on. They're good program, Plot Hounds. Kind of, kind of parallel to what you're saying there. I got to sit down with the overall show winners. That's uh, Kelly and Dave Myers. They were handling Good Times Blues, call him Blue. Um, he's had been on a heck of a run this year. He's had a great year, and they're going to tell you all about him. And uh, and here's an interview with Kelly and Dave Myers. Hey, everyone. Sitting here Saturday afternoon at the Coonhound World Championship, and I am joined by our World Bench Show champion, Miss Kelly Myers. What's going on, Kelly? Oh, just basking in the glory. <laughs> well, everybody out here is referring to you as the two-time champ. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the dog you won with today. Uh, so today we won with um, a black and tan male, um, grand champion Gilman's Good Time Blues, um, which he actually just won this year at Grand American. I think you and I talked about him uh, a few, few months ago. Yeah, seems like we've talked about him a little bit now. Uh, and the transition to black dogs, Dave, is that something that you've kind of helped her transition into the black dogs i've i've been helping a little bit there but she <laughs> she always did you know even before we were together she she dabbled in the black dogs and i've just kind of helped tip the scale a little bit <laughs> <laughs> there we go there we go so what what is blue what is uh blue I do, what's his call name we call him blue okay what's blue out of uh blue is um he's off I'll of Dave gilman's go good time charlie david misty Aaron or david David Gilman and Misty Arrington's okay. dog. Yeah. And Charlie's off of uh, Margaritaville, Lucky Old Son, okay. two-time national grand of Joe and Deb Powers. Yeah. And the bottom side is a female of theirs called Holly. It goes back to a lot of Terry Dolbear's breeding from okay. Canada. So share some lineage with your Doc Holiday dog that people will be familiar with. Yeah, because see, Charlie and Doc are actually from the same cross, just different litters. Oh, very nice. I Charlie's know just that. a younger version. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, Kelly, when was the last time you won the world? Uh, 2017, um, I won it with uh, a Walker male dog, um, Laurel Valley Backwoods Boondocker. Yeah. And now, is there any way that you can compare the feeling of that first time, the first world champion, compared to the second time? Uh, Did it match the, the joy <laughs> of the first one? or? I feel like they're both special in their own. Um, you know, the first time I won it, it was in Georgia. So it was really hot that day i do remember that um and it was uh boone and his sister um Wittermate sister izzy were actually in the finals together which was really cool because i feel like it had to be history you know that's can't have ever happened before and um so that was kind of special and today 
um, it was really special because, you know, Scott and Connie are really good friends of ours and um, they live, you know, half hour away from us. And I was watching the females and I was like, oh, how cool would it be if Connie won the females and we're in there together showing? And that's kind of how, how it happened. And it's, it was kind of cool. Like, I would have been just as happy if she would have won, you know, for her dog. So, yeah. yeah, it was really special to show with her today. Yeah. Hey, it was just a couple episodes ago, Dave. I talked to you for a minute at Autumn Oaks and we talked about how you got into it and how the Hogan's kind of had a, Scott and his dad had a had an impact on how you got into the sport and all that good stuff. And then today, the two Pennsylvania dogs going at each other. How, how did that feel from the sidelines? Kind of seeing oh, that. It was a, it was just, it's just unreal. Yeah. You know, it really is. I mean, I, I, I see all the work that, you know that Kelly puts into this dog and everything, and and I know the, you know Scott and Connie, they, they equally they they put a ton of work into their dogs as well, just to prep them for these events and. So it's just, you know, you come here, it's just a culmination of all that hard work and everything, you know, feel like your emotions are just right under the surface. Sure, sure. And, you know, just standing there with Scott, you know, we were standing there side by side, and it's like, you know, he looked at me, he says, either way, we're both winners in this. You Absolutely. Know? And just a, just a great feeling. Not just because of the dogs either, because of the women that were in there showing. They're exactly. both winners no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely well hey not only did pennsylvania show out today but let's talk a little bit about the black and tan breed um i know both of you guys are involved in black and tan association second year in a row a black and tan has uh has won the world championship we talked to mike seats earlier um on the podcast and alan talked to him about one of the tougher classes he had today he actually said black and tan males was a very tough class for for him today and and him being able to sort through and pick the eventual world champion Black and tan breed's pretty stacked right now. A lot of good breeding going on, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that black and tan male class, and we even talked about it at, at Autumn Oaks, you know, um, with David and Misty, because Hank actually won the grand male black and tan class at Oaks, and I said to me, you know, that that grand black and tan male class was the toughest class on the grounds that day. I mean, it's just really nice males. There's a lot of, I mean, you could literally flip a coin and pick any like, like I think there was 10 today, you could pick half of them, you know, and they could go on and win the world show. So um, I knew, like, that was really my goal today was just to go in there and win the breed and anything else is icing, you know. Like, winning your breed is, is really always the goal for us, and that's the class I get the most nervous for is the breed class. And then after that, um, you know, I get excited and, and excited to go into the finals and honored. And, but to me, it's, like, so slim to win. It's just I'm just happy to be there representing the breed, so... Yeah, it's it's a great class right now. That black and tan breed is yeah. I was amazing. talking with with Doc Birdsaw there earlier. You know, right after that that first group of black and tans today, and and like he told me, he's he said, man, he said this breed we really spread it around a little bit, you know, because there's there's such top quality there with them dogs within that level that I mean, a judge this day could pick this hound. And the next day, another judge could pick another one, and they're not wrong. I mean, they're yeah. just they're just so evenly matched that there's just little things. And I mean, they all meet their breed standard very well, and they're just it's just a really really tough group to. Yeah, and they've all had big wins this year. You know, Cobra he won it top ten. He won the breed at top ten. Uh, Misty won King of Show at Black and Tan Days, and she won she at Autumn Oaks. Won at Grand American um, too overall Grand. Yes, yeah, she won overall Saturday. Grand Mail at Oaks. Blue won at Grand American. So all there's a lot of um you know really tough male dogs in there that have had some big wins just this year you know not to mention in previous years so yeah. 
we t- we had I remember our conversation back at Grand American talking about you starting to show black and tans a little bit more and uh, just how competitive the Tree and Walker breed and uh, and now look at the the class you got to go against yeah. today. They may be following you. It's crazy, you know i <laughs> I had my Walker female entered, but she does what females do and came in season this week. And of course. Um, I really wasn't expecting her to, to be honest. I, she's not really on her normal schedule. So it was kind of like, well, I'm going to show black and tan. And it's kind of sad because if I don't win the breed, I really don't have anything else to do the rest of the day to look <laughs> forward to showing. So, um, you know, I was really happy to win today because then I could stay here and watch the whole show and um, and everything. So, but yeah, I mean, I love walkers, but, you know, they're, they're a tough breed too. And, um, but I just feel like you can't, can't beat a good black and tan like they are really pretty to watch and look at and i also feel like a good walker and a good black and tan they are a tough breed to beat if you have a good one and within the breed as well i mean not saying there's there's not great uh, you know family-like atmospheres within the other breeds but like when you're within the black and tans there's a there's a really great sense of community there i mean yeah when when we're in there competing against one another in the breed we're all in there to win against one another, but it's kind of like it's it's just kind of like an unwritten understanding that whichever one wins, everybody else is going to rally behind and cheer for you know going against the rest of them. There's just a, there's a lot of and you know, they have a lot of pride in the in the breed. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. You can tell as you know you guys are announced and I, I brought the trophy out and placed it on the bench and. I was I was just surrounded already by <laughs> folks running in from the stands within the breed and and seeing the, the embraces and geez almost make me feel a little emotional being out there in that moment. I mean seriously, it, it's I, I've I've hunted black and tans growing up and obviously uh, here in this building just a few months ago we we're at black and tan days and and just the camaraderie of of that association and the people within the breed it it is a it is a it's closer than just friends for a lot of folks in the breed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know uh, you guys have a lot of stuff to do. Any big plans next for Blue? Is he still still got a, a few more shows left? Oh in yeah, absolutely. He um, wants a break. I'm sure, as do I. We've been putting our time in here the last few months with Autumn Oaks, and then um, you go to that show, and I feel like you know what you have to work on for here. So we've been doing that the last few weeks. So he's gonna he's gonna get a much needed break. Um, but I feel like you know our next event will probably be Winter Classic. I really like to. He's in the top ten this year, so I'd really like to get down there and. And um, I've never, sh- I don't think I showed a black and tan. I sh- no, last year I didn't show in the top 10. We showed, uh, Do- he's shown Doc in the top 10, but I've never actually shown in the, the new format with the top 10. So oh, nice, nice. With a dog of ours. Well, hey, congratulations again, guys. Uh, couldn't happen to a better, a better duo here. And uh, t- congratulations to the 2023 Coonhound World Bench Show champion. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. Hey, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that interview there with Kelly and Dave. Uh, they have a lot in common with the Hogans. They do. That's yeah. what I was uh, going to say. You know, they, they hunt together. The men folk hunt together. They were talking about that. They hunt together a lot. And then the, 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 their wives, they hang out a lot and, and do things. And here they win the world championship. And the other one wins the opposite sex. They were tickled for each other. Congratulations yep. to those guys. And a nice, both very, very nice dogs. Well-deserving. They put a lot of yep. work in. So great job to them. Uh, let's shift gears to our hunters real quick. Uh, late Saturday before, uh, you know, after dinner served and before we go out to the woods and everything, there's some time there to kill where everybody's kind of hanging out and just enjoying each other's company and about to make history that night. And I was able to 
to pull in one of the more upbeat people you'll ever meet, this, Mr. Caleb Griffin. And it comes strolling in here with this uh, black and brown dog that is uh, kind of becoming very recognizable in the sport here in the last Absolutely. couple of years. He old is. preacher man, you know, and or a preacher, but uh, yeah. And you're you, you're right. He is. Uh, he's just just so full of positivity. And who who. How can you not like that guy? Yeah, enjoyed the heck out of hunting with him Saturday night. Obviously, things when when I interviewed him, we didn't know what place he was going to get. Obviously, ended up getting third place over it all with a mm -hmm. bad habits preacher man, Grand Night Champion Hall of Fame. Um, and uh, here's my interview with Caleb, and we're going to talk a little bit about how he's feeling before that, and and the incredible run that him and preacher man have been on over the past couple of years. Hey everybody, we're sitting here on Saturday afternoon at the 2023 World Coonhound Championship. And I'm joined by Caleb Griffin. And Caleb, if you're sitting down talking to me today, that means you're having a pretty good weekend, bud. <laughs> it's been a good one, man. It's Absolutely. Hey, walk us through a little bit. You're here with Bad Habits Preacher Man. Kind of made a name for yourself uh, the past couple of years with some runs you've made. Yep. And now we're here in the final three of the World Championship. Uh, what's it felt like? It's 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 been a train roller coaster or a roller coaster and a train wreck. I'll just like, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's been a blessing, man. It's been one of the best rides of my life. I'm um, doing this and competing at this level and. It's um been a lot of fun. You get to see like all, all your hard work come to the top, you know. So yeah. Hey, we we I told you as we walked over here to the studio, I feel like we just did this a couple months ago at TOC. It's kind of, kind of becoming a regular thing for just you. Just a different state, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, for anybody who may not have heard us talk about him last time, tell us a little bit about Preacher Man. Maybe uh how old he is, his lineage, and how he maybe came into him. Okay. Well, he's well, he's a crossbreed. He's three quarters Walker, one quarter Blue Tick. Um, he's six years old. He's off of a dog named Bad Habit Sambo, which everybody, you know, he's still to this day, like I said to my, a bunch of times, he's number one dog I've ever – he set the standard of what I use as a measuring stick. He's for a every dog. dog. He's amazing. He, I sold everything I had the first night I ever hunted with him because he just – he blew my stuff out of the water. And still to this day, he's 11 years old, and I promise you he's more of a handful than anybody, 90% of the people want to deal with. He's, he's tough. And um, I, long, I was bear hunting at the time, and one of my buddy – Wes Hamby had first bought him when he went and won Super Stakes. And I wasn't really into coon hunting. And then all, after that, I went back to Clemson University and finished my degree and sold all my dogs. And a good friend of mine that lives up on the mountain from me named Mark Sandifer, he and a guy named from down in Bant or around Rock, or Holly Hill, South Carolina, Elliot Shield, they were partners. And they had crossed Sam on a Walker female off Stylish Frankie, and they both had a pup, pup off of it. And um, I went up to Mark's house, and I seen this dog, and I was like, this is a high-tan dog, you know? It looks like a big beagle. And... um. So I told Mark, Mark was, you know, he was going through stuff, or not really going through stuff, he was just working a lot of the time, and um, I, was, I told him, I said, I want this dog. He said, well, talk to Elliot and go get him. So I took him home with me that night, and I was real bored that night, I'll never forget it, and I was like, well, I'll just take him down here to the lake on some local <laughs> game as land, just, just see yeah. what he does, he's a little five, six-month-old pup, you know. And I turned this dog loose, and it was like 100% luck, and I turned him down a holler, a little acorn holler, and he went down there, struck, and started locating. And I, he couldn't, didn't know how to tree, but he was trying to locate. And I just grabbed my gun and took off through there, and he had a coon, so I, sh I shot it out to him. And I was just in amazement because I'd never seen a five-month-old pup that just wanted to go find something to run. Yeah. Oh, he loved deer, bear, <laughs> skunks. It didn't matter to him. Yeah. He'd run anything. Yeah. Well, hey, right now, uh, Preacher Man, he's a Grand Night Champion Hall of Fame. Yep. How, uh, been in the top, I'll, I'll let you kind of go through his accolades a little bit. A couple runs at the World Championship, a couple runs at TOC. Tell us about some of y'all's major accomplishments over the past few years. Uh, we've been finalists. This is the second year in a row we've been finalists in the Coonhound World Championship. Last year I got beat out on the first round. It was a real close call. I mean, it, but it was an awesome hunt. 
Yeah. Um, this is the, I spent two years at the TOC. The first year I got beat out at the coming in on the first round, and then the third year, which is this past year, I made it to the final six and um to the head to head round and got beat out. Um, I put fifty cast wins on him. Never got into my own hunting ground. I always went with somebody else and everything. Um, PKC hunted him a good bit and everything. Got PKC wins with him in some places. I hunted him at the Peach Classic in Georgia. Finished second over there. Uh, just all around the southeast and everything. I've hunted him at different local events and everything. Yeah. Done that. But that's what is it about him? What is it about him that makes him so competitive? No matter where you are, you know. You talked about you've done good in the southeast, sure, where you're from, but. You've also done good in West Tennessee. You know, you've done good in Indiana. Here we are in Ohio in, in crop country with Patchwoods. What what makes him be able to win cast just anywhere he's put? He's consistent. Yeah. He's he doesn't have a big motor. Five mile an hour is about all you're gonna get out of him. But he's consistent. You could hunt him a hundred nights in a row and he's gonna do the same thing pretty much every single night from dark to daylight. Yeah. Every night. Um I mean there's times he's a dog, so you know, sometimes he looks like, you know, whatever, but for the majority of the time, he stays consistent. Just as I, as I describe him, he's just a country coon dog. You know, he just he can treat him as I come to him, layups, it don't matter, acorn coons, feed track coons. He just seems to kind of know the weather, and he's got a sixth sense for knowing the land. And um, I can turn him loose in strange areas, and he knows how to find coons wherever they are. And um, training for, like, these patchwoods up here in big, big crop fields around the house, I started him out training him around the lake. So I was used, used the lake as a buffer and just sent him hunting around the edge of the lake. And I guess he looks at these crop fields a lot of times as big lakes. So he just runs. He will run the edges yeah. and then get off in the woods when he needs to. And he seems to do well up here. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll kind of walk us through it this weekend, uh, starting out with maybe your round one on Ooh. Thursday night. You, were, you don't have to tell me who you drew, but maybe tell me how the cast went. This, the first, this has been the most nail-biting rounds I've ever had in my life of any comp competitive hunting. Um, all of them came down to the wire. All of them came down to the last minute. Uh, the first night, I ended up drawing a guy, a good friend of mine from back home, Jason Roberts with Quinn, right. and he and I went through the zones together. And so we drew out together up here and was like, well, here we go again. And it <laughs> came down to, I think I had, I think I had 400 plus, and he had, you know, he had some plus, but if he took a first step first, he'd be tied to me, and he had a circle tree, which way he would have beat me on tiebreaker. And so it come down that last minute, last minute, both of us were struck, trailing in the same direction, and. I was like, I knew if he treed and had it, I was right behind him because I knew I was going to have to – I knew mine was going to pick a tree somewhere around there because he's pretty good about every 15 minutes hanging a tree. Yeah. I was like, he's going to get treed somewhere. But time ran out, and that ended that. And then last night on early round, I drew an amazing little rack of mully female. And um, and, and, and I think her name Annie or Ann. Little Ann. Little Ann dog. Dog she just is, won triple crown. Is, yes, sir. She is absolutely an amazing, amazing little female. I – I mean, I got the hustle and drive, um, and that was a nail-biting, probably the hardest cast I've ever been on in my life. Right. Didn't yeah. seem like coons were moving good early last night. No. Scores were indicative of that. No, yes, they yeah. were. I took a 125 pump right out the gate on a tree that he moved on. Then he got treated on a circle tree, recut him off that, took 25 and 125, and that brought me up, to, I think, 50-plus out of that 125 minus. Went over to score his tree, and he took a really bad break on a bunch of mess and took a minus on his tree and everything because, you know, we could see everything. And then we went to another patch of woods, and she slammed two coons while mine was trailing. And then mine, on the second one, when she got it, mine brought the track up through there where she had cut into it. And I'll come in late. So I took, I think, 75 minus because he backed her on the tree. And, I mean, I, that's unheard of because I can count all the time. One hand, time on one hand, he's ever backed anything. 
And I was, we were walking to her. I was like, well, that's just my luck. That's just why I heard him look at it. I said, this is just my luck. And uh, we got in there and took 75 minus. We recut him, and he didn't go probably 60 yards from where we recut him, and he just started treeing. So I struck him and treed him and went over there, and he had a coon. So that put me at 125 plus and him at 125 plus. And we both recut. Both of us got, both of us got struck in different directions, and it was like, they were both about to get treated. Both dogs got treated within two minutes after the hunt ended. Uh, and so we were sitting there just trying to listen, trying to listen. And he was wanting to try to move a little bit his way and listen. And I was wanting to stay in my, within here in the mine because as soon as he was going to treat his, I was going to try to treat mine if it got treated. But the hunt ended, and um, we went in there. Uh, he just suffered a bad break or else he would have eaten me. Just she was an amazing female, a young dog, anything yeah. amazing. Yeah, so that was the first or the first round on Friday night or round two, I guess, the early round on Friday night. Right. Moving on to to the third round, and you drew a tough one. And that was Mr. probably that Mr. was Mr. Scott Engel hand, handling blackjack and uh, Stephen Lab wow. handling cash. Out. And that was probably the luckiest cast I've ever been on <laughs> in my life. <laughs> right off the gate, Jack struck and hooked to the right and went blowing through the country. You know, he's got a huge motor, huge mouth. And Preacher pulled up Treed right in front of us. Uh, Stefan's dog come back across, back behind us and got in a mess over and through there. We, we found out we had to call timeout later on because got around some houses inside a fenced area. Mm-hmm. And um, Preacher got a coon, so we plussed him up. Uh, Jack took a strike minus, or took a tree minus, moved, treed again. We went in there. He had a tree. As we were coming back, Preacher had done, went up a big uh, bean field and cut across to a patch of woods and was circling into me. And um, when we called timeout, when he was already treated, had a, had a coon in through there, but it was during timeout. I went and we caught him all up, turned him loose again, went through the same order. Jack got struck, I struck, and then that other uh, um, cash hat dog. dog got struck, and um, Stefan's dog. Uh, Stefan's dog and my dog got treated about 70 yards apart, both had coons. Jack. Was coming around and it was, you know, he, like I said, this dog's got a huge motor, huge drive to him. I mean, he was blowing through there, turn him loose again. Mine gets struck. Cash Act gets struck, goes around and she gets hung up in the cornfield, or he gets hung up with the cornfield going around. Mine comes treated over there. The judge puts the stationary on me when we go in through there. And so I treat him, go in there. He has another coon. I recut him off that one. I think it was like 10 minutes left to go in the hunt. And, um, about five minutes, a little bit less than five minutes, he got struck and treated again. I struck him, didn't treat him because I, you know, the stationary couldn't catch me. So I went in there and he had another coon. So, mm. but racked up a pretty big score. Well, hey, you've had a little bit of everything, and that's how it is when you're hunting. Sometimes you, sometimes you can get in a in a coon. Hey, a you coon you go from the nail biting. You got to gut it out. You go from the nail biting cast where I feel like I lost five years off my life <laughs> with nerves, and to um. A cast where you like, my, this is the luckiest I've ever been in my life, you know. Yeah. But it, that's that's competition hunting. Any of these Absolutely. dogs are capable of being beaten on any night, and it's it's a gamble, but it's a fun gamble. And you got friends here, and um, that's just what makes it good, awesome, yeah. is watching the heart of these dogs. Yeah. Well, man, we talked about it already. You've been you've been to the top six of the TOC and being there and how that felt, and and just you know TOC has been the buzz the past few years, right? But you got the world championship, something that has staying power. Been right. around since 1978. The epiphany of you, what we all our all childhood dreams were. You win this one, and and you're remembered forever. And uh, what 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 would a win like this mean to you? Life changing. I mean, this is this is the pinnacle of coon hunting. This yeah. is what I remember from the time I was little, and you know, we I'd look on. You know, when my, we were here locally, so Mike McAvoy and Blue River Droop, and I'd look at all these dogs and then 
Scott Engel came along with Mojo and all these, see all these world champion dogs on down the line at one. And, you know, you're like, man, these are world champion dogs. These are world champion dogs. And then you get a pup and you're working and you're like, I'll never, you know, it's, and now here we are in the final three. One and, cast went away. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's, by the time by the time people listen to this, uh, the cast will be over. We'll know right. who the winners are. Right now, sitting here before we go out, we got some pizza and drinks here waiting for all for all of us. Um, what's it going to take tonight for you and Preacher Man to win this cast and become world champions? A lot of luck, a lot of luck, a lot of breaks, good time, and um, that's it. And like I said, for I mean, first, second, or third, I'll never forget this time. This this is awesome, and um, but it's going to take a lot of bro. I, I got the dog with the power to win it all. I come here to win it all. Not worried about that one bit. He showed me enough heart this week where I'm completely happy. It's just gonna brakes is gonna have to fall to one side and everything. We're gonna we're gonna trail a lot of coons tonight. And I'm just I'm stoked about it. And I got one of my good friends, he judged me on the final on the top six of the tournament of champions. He's you know, he's hunting cookies. So we're here and we're just gonna go with it and see how she comes. Absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate you sitting down with me, Caleb. We're gonna go over here and get our bellies full before we go out and hunt tonight. Just want to congratulate you on being here and wish you luck tonight in a, in a quest for a world championship. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Caleb. Uh, congratulations again on your run, Caleb. Uh, Well-spoken guy, too. Absolutely. Loves, love talking with that guy. Yeah. yeah, my next interview was with Mike and Jeremiah Nisley. They brought the Bush Bandit. And really, I'd, I bet a lot of folks didn't... Uh, ever hear of the Bush Bandit until he kind of kind of made a name for himself in this year's world championship. And oftentimes you see that happen. And I'd say uh, any for, for that dog this year, it was, in fact, that dog was Bandit. You know, he, he probably turned some heads this Absolutely. weekend. And I've known Mike for a lot of years. He's from northern Indiana, and he's a little younger than me, but we competed against each other a lot. They have, he and his dad and his grandfather have always had good, good islands very competitive over the years. And, and I know a lot of people may not know, but I know when Mike brings one to town, it's going to be a good one, you know, and, uh, they've had a lot of good ones over the years. Uh, but this year was bandit. So, uh, uh, I sat down with he and Jeremiah and, uh, here's our, uh, little interview with those two guys. Well, I'm here with Mike and your boy, Jeremiah. Saturday evening, about two hours before we're going to hit the woods one more time. Thoughts, Mike? What are you thinking about right now? There have been a lot of thinking today, <laughs> but we're ready. You ready? Yeah, what about you, Jeremiah? Sleep? Did you get any sleep last night? I did get a little bit of sleep. Did you? So, Mike, you're the one that's been handling the dog so far, right? Yeah. yeah. I tried to... Uh, been trying to get him to handle him and he just keeps pushing her off <laughs> yeah. i tried again today i said anytime you want to do it yeah hey so i'm gonna back way up and i remember when you guys were pretty small mikey you know you and i have had some really good hunts back in the day what i call back in the day for me and here you're still doing it but uh that was way before jeremiah's time but we've uh i don't know just always had some good hunts and always i always liked you guys but uh your dad hunted your dad dave and your grandpa which would be jeremiah's great grandpa he come from a coon hunting family up in topeka indiana yeah. northern indiana yeah we done it all our lives yeah what do you think your your grandfather would say if he was still here he'd be pretty tickled if he you know what alan he'd be tickled as an understatement yeah he would wouldn't he 
Yeah, it's I don't he know. Loved it's, to hunt. He, he loved did. hunting and coon hunting. He hunted all the way up until he passed away. Yeah. Did you did you ever know him, Gerald? Oh yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, he was always like your grand or your grandfather, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've thought about that. What about your dad? Have you talked to him today? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's he saying? He don't, know what, he don't know he what to say. Know what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got here two years ago, yeah. Alan. Yeah. And we got lucky and won it. And we weren't hunting the dog. Are you talking about Lumber Joe? Lumber Joe. Yep. Ricky Bryant hunted him that yeah. night. Yeah. And uh, who would have ever thought two years later he'd be here again? Uh-huh. Well, hey, let's talk about why you're here with uh, this time. Uh, three-year-old dog, the Bush Bandit. Where's where's he coming from and what? how'd you get him or what's what's his story? Jeremiah can tell you that story. He's the one that found out. Yeah. It's actually your name first. Yep. I uh I actually bought him in November. Uh, I was hunting I was hunting up in Mongo and ran into Gene Nisley running coyote dogs. Yeah. And got to talking with him and he said he's not hunting anymore and he's got a dog there I should come get and hunt for him. And I went and picked him up and ended up buying him about a month later and now we're here. Yeah. So uh that was so he's three years old, so he's a good-started two-year-old dog at he, that time. He had just turned three, I think, a week or two before okay. before I went and picked him up. Yeah, so did he need a lot of tuning up to before you started putting him in hunts or what? He needed a whole lot of hunting, yeah. Yeah. So he's off a of bushwhacker, right? Yep. And what female? Jean's chick dog. Okay. She's off of uh, Jay Miller's Silver Bullet. Okay, yeah. What what kind of a dog is he? What's, what's is he, uh, what, what would you... How would you describe him? How he hunts? How does he hunt? Ambush dog or is he? No, he's in. Uh, he's a trailer in, or what? He's a. He's a. Tell him what I told you to tell him. <laughs> he's a coon per acre dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I know you've had some good ones uh, over the year, Mike. I know. Uh, how does he compare to some of the better dogs you've had, like old Buck back in the day? That gives me. You know a, that what? gives me. A, you know, old Buck. Buck okay. and your old Tex dog. We had many a many a coon tree. We did, but I remember old Buck. Okay, they weren't really anything. I don't know if you call it special, special, but you know what? They were pretty damn solid. They were. But they so, were. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you the difference between this dog and Buck was a first strike dog. Mm-hmm. He would open immediately. I don't know. He might. He probably got struck on by anything he smelled. Yeah. That's how he got those first strikes. Yeah. This dog here is a low end strike dog, but he'll he'll tree a coon, and if you cut him loose, he might go. Well, last night in the late round, him and the Louis dog treat a coon together, and we recut. I recut him, and he didn't go. He didn't go thirty yards, and treat another one. So I mean, that's the type of style of dog he is. He's yeah. not. He's not an edge runner. He's not a. I know people like those, and and that's fine and dandy. I, but I kind of like his dog style myself. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what do you what do you, what do you guys do for like for this dog to prep him for like the world hunt or the zones? Hunt him a lot. What do you got to hunt him once or twice a week? Uh, hunt him every night. What to prep for a hunt like this? We hunted this dog about every night, and maybe three trees. Made let him make three trees a night and let him sit there and tree for a while. Oh yeah, and a month and a half ago when it was hot, we've got a treadmill we put dogs on, and he seemed to do good on that. He yeah. liked it. Yeah, 
So let's talk about your hunts here a little bit. Thursday night, uh, you came in, uh, looks like you made three trees on Thursday night, had uh, everything first trees, like, looks like you had a couple circle trees, but then he had a coon there at the end. Uh, had uh, in, uh, not a big score, 150 plus was good enough to win the cast on Thursday night, uh, uh, and actually tied with another dog, but uh, beat him on a tiebreaker, I guess, so. That was actually, I would say that cast right there was my lucky break. Yeah. The second tree he, the first tree he made, we couldn't really get a light in. Second tree he made, he actually had a coon that we could didn't get scored on. Oh. And then he treed that coon at the very end. He treed that coon like eight minutes to go in a hunt. Really? Or we wouldn't be sitting here right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes that's what you got to have, you know. You got to, it's, there's a lot of good dogs here. Yeah. That oh, you're yeah. competing against, and sometimes, you know, a bad break is kind of what it's going to keep you out, and sometimes a good break is what's going to get you get you in or move you on. I, I, I can I can say we haven't we haven't drawn any slouches. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Friday night, uh, last night in the first round on Friday night, uh, had a good score, five and a quarter plus. That was a shootout. Yeah, and he had another dog there had five hundred plus the, the English dog out of the English female Roy Rogers out of Arkansas. Yep, nice dog. Yeah, I've heard she's a really nice dog, but yeah, it looks like he had really good cast there. And so is the Hank dog. Out of uh, Iowa, yeah. Hank dog yeah. out of Iowa. Yep. That was a nice dog. Yeah, so he had three seventy five, five hundred and five and a quarter there. Bandit came out on top there. So yeah, that was like a good one. Then you had to turn around and go back out again, uh in the late round there, there again, five and a quarter plus. But there it looks like you, uh, he was kind of, he kind of outdid him there. He looked good. He looked good. He looked good. Yeah, and you're saying that with a smile there, so. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? That's what we want him to do tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, three years old, the other two competing against Preacher Man and, uh, and Cookie, Snooky's Cookie. Both dogs have kind of made a name for themselves, especially Cookie, you know, and Preacher Man here in the last year or two, TOC, and a lot of uh, several other hunts, but... Uh, how do you think uh, Bush Bandit's going to stack up against those two? He's tired. That's no excuse. But I think we're going to have a heck of a cast. Yeah. I really think we are. I hope we do. Yeah. I told Jeremiah today, win, lose, or draw. We're just glad to still be here, and we're going to have fun doing it. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, They're not big on interviews, and, and you could kind of see Jeremiah, his eyeballs were a little big in some of the <laughs> interviews or whatever that you saw on YouTube and this and that, but they're just, it's something, you know, we talk about, if you're not used to that, I I get it, but, uh, you know, I, I really liked uh, sitting down with them. They really opened up here, and, and it was good to good to talk to them both, and, and my, like I said, Mike and I have a long history, and if we if we're not him he and I could have sat there and talked for hours probably just about the old times and old hunts we've had and this and that about Buck and some of the other dogs and there's there's a we could, a lot of things to talk about but I've always liked Mike and you know another thing about Mike he is a he is a good a judge as you're going to get that's why I always try to get him whenever we can and it was good to see this time he's one of those up there so yeah congratulations to Mike and Jeremiah with Bandit had a good dang good run. Boy, that was action-packed at the, as it turned out in that final cast. He, he was in the action all night long. Yeah, they uh, anybody who makes a run out of major events now are going to have to get used to sitting in front of cameras and getting yeah. pictures taken and <laughs> interviews and everything else. But that's just all to promote our sport and, yeah. and recognize our winners. And yeah, and uh, yeah, man, congratulations yeah. to them. I know after they just 
heck, they were just one world championship a couple of years ago, 2021 with Lumber yep. Joe. So, yep. uh, um, Ricky Mike. Bryan handled that dog, you know, but Mike was actually a co-owner on that dog. Uh, yeah, be uh, right back here yeah. at the finals, and I enjoyed hunting with Mike that yeah. night. So. so my other interview was with uh, Cody Carter and uh, Steve Davenport, the uh, owner of Cookie, and, and obviously Cody is the handler of Cookie there. But uh, So I sat down with them uh, before you guys went out in the final cast. So uh, this is my interview with Cody and, and Steve, and then – you're going to come back with them when they, after they won the eventual hunt, you know, uh, uh, and you're going to sit down and talk with them there on the last one. But here's my conversation with Cody and Steve. Well, here we are Saturday afternoon getting late in the day and it's about go time. I'm sitting here with Cody Carter, Steve Davenport, Steve, congratulations, man. Thank Cody you. got cookie in the finals. Thank you. What are your thoughts? Hey, it's been a long time. Yeah. Been running it for 40 years. Well, he, he's, he's had her in the winter circle a lot. You're probably not that surprised, are you? Oh, no. But One of the favorites coming. coming in. She's still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, did, you just came down today, didn't you? Yeah. You weren't here Thursday. Nope. You got another dog over at Super Stakes or something also yeah. in the finals. Pup out of her. Yeah, pup out of her. So. Got to be pretty exciting. Oh, it is. It is. When you get old, you just don't get excited like you used to. Yeah, too bad <laughs> Justin can't be here. He's hunting that dog down there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, tell us about Cookie. What? Tell us about your week here so far. Uh, I mean, she she's really showed out this week. Uh, we, I mean, we've had some close casts, but uh, I think she's treated three minimum of three coons per cast. Uh, treated four on the early round last night and three late. So I mean, she's on a pretty good roll right now. Do you think this area here and this type of hunting is just fits fits her pretty good? Uh, I think. Does it matter? No, I think she's going to be competitive north to south I, I we finished 10th in tennessee last year and uh i think she's just about the same dog anywhere we cut her yeah steve why'd you how'd you get hooked up with cody here why'd you why'd you put her in here was well, it was it justin or what no it's uh kenny kenny thrush oh yeah the, the thunder yep. dog for us yep. and then uh we was looking for somebody to hunt cookie because i can't just i've got so many i can't hunt them all so we put uh put uh cody behind her and he's he's done a good job the last two years so two years is what he's had two and a half something yeah. like that yeah yeah where'd you where'd she come from she come from tommy little uh tommy tommy little actually gave her to us really i was in georgia and he asked do we want a female and i said well not really but i, I guess i could take her so i said hold her i'll be and get her on sunday night uh, yep. coming out of georgia so we've yeah. been down there to a pkc hunt yeah i stopped and got her and they started hunting her and she just popped you know, she just yep. showed us what we needed. I remember her mom at the first Grandmasters we had. She looked pretty good there in the finals and actually won it. But talk about that. What what is what's her pedigree look like? She, uh, her pedigree is uh, which is Snooky's Cookie, which is uh, Tommy Little. Yeah, he raised her. She which she goes back to uh, uh, Mr. Clean. Mr. Mr. Clean. Yep. Waters is female. Timmy Waters is female. Yeah. Mountain Misty, and then on the top, Nazo River Cuz. You know, and then. Everybody around knows what my little river cousin that of. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I switched from English dogs to Walker dogs. That's so right. Been That's... with them a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Stayed with English dogs for forty years, and now we're getting into Walker dogs. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's a good change. Yep. It's been so, good. To us. So Cody, when you got your hands on her, she was pretty much what she was already. All you had to do is just go out there and win with her. It wasn't yeah, much training, right? Yeah, all I got to do is turn her loose. Uh, they they done a good job with her, and she'd won a bunch with a bunch of different handlers before I got her. So 
I can't take no training on the credit for. She's she's probably trained me a little more than I have her. How does she win? What's she just she has her coons. I mean, she, she can just make them up. It seems like when nothing else can treat one, you can you what, can bank on her doing it. What what's what style of what is she? Ambush dog? Is she gonna tree the first the first one she comes to? Yeah, what? she's uh she doesn't really blow out of the country too much. She trees them as she comes to you. Uh, if there's 10 coons in a patch, she'll tree every one of them, or she's got to go a mile to find one. She can do that, too. Uh, last night, she treed two in the little section we cut loose in, and she ended up making a slick and a circle tree in there to go with it, and uh, I finally got her to an edge, and she got out of there about three-quarters of a mile and treed another one to win the cast late last night. So it, it just depends, I mean. She's low-end strike dog. She's usually going to strike for a quarter. Uh, now, we've been fortunate. We've struck for 100 three or four times this week, which isn't normal. But Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but she's just, I don't know. She She's nothing flashy. She just trees coons, and um, she's consistent. Yeah. What uh, Do you know anything about the other two dogs you're hunting against in the uh, Preacher Man, the ex-bred dog? Yeah, I, I judged Preacher Man in the semifinals of the TOC last year in the Heads Up cast. Uh, we didn't hunt very long. We didn't have very good cast, and uh, I forget that boy's name, Caleb. Caleb, yep. Caleb, Caleb, in, Caleb ended up withdrawing pretty early, so I've not seen much out of that him. That was after he got deep into the TOC. Yeah, it was, was in yeah. the Heads Up cast yeah. there. Then I, I actually drew Mike Nisley and the Bush Bandit dog at the zones last weekend. Oh. And, uh, which Justin owns half a Bushwhacker. So, right. Uh, kind of pulling for him, too. Just yeah. hoping our luck's a little better. <laughs> yeah. I hope he finishes second. Yeah, so Justin is, shoot, geez, this is easy stuff for Justin, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. He's been trained good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking all the credit, but yeah. he's, been, he's been trained good. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. Been, I've been at it a long time. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure. And them cuz dogs, man, they, they're coon treers. You know, yeah. that's I've got a bunch of them. You know, man, Justin's got, I think, four bushwhacker and cookie puppies. And then we got some other dogs out of the same cross yeah. cookie. You know. What do you what do you got to do to uh, to get her ready for a hunt? Or you do you have to hunt her a certain way, or hunt a little bit, or hunt a whole lot? What? Nah, just you you don't have to pound her. I mean, I could have laid her up for a week and come to this hunt, and she'd have been the same as hunting her seven nights a week. Uh, she's starting to get a little age on her now, so she, she's going to be the veteran here. Yeah, right? yeah. She she doesn't need pounding. What is she? Seven, six, Five, six, six, six. Just turned six. Yeah, six in June. Yeah. Yeah, holding up good and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's in good shape. Uh, yeah. So six years old, Steve, or what? What's 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 next? Is she uh, is she gonna hunt her for a while still? Oh yeah, we're gonna keep her out. Yep. Yeah, we're out there. I've never put one up. You know that. Yeah. Not much in the stud business or the puppy business. Yeah. You know, I like to hunt. So. Yeah. You what are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on tonight, Cody? You still get nervous when you, you get down deep in a hunt like this? You just want a bunch of them, and you haven't even been doing it that long. We'll get to that in a minute. We're kind of going backwards here. But spot still getting nervous or what? Uh, not yet. Anyways, no. I've I've been in enough of them. You know, I, I don't get real nervous anymore. But I've never been in the finals of a world hunt, so we'll see here come dark. Yeah. Well, hey, you're here. I'm sure. You know, 
Well, this is this is one you want to win, you know. Uh, it's not like you're. I'd rather win this one. I stopped and got him a bottle of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey, so let's uh, going backwards a little bit. You haven't, hey, you've been hunting a good little while, but there's a lot of guys. You've done a lot of winning in kind of a short time. Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. Got some good people's put some good dogs in your hand. You've had some good ones to yourself. Yep. Yeah, uh, I hunted, well, Doug kind of is my father-in-law, yep. and uh, I hauled his dogs around for a little bit and got some of my own and was fortunate enough to win a little bit. And then uh, I've been hunting for the public for probably five years now, and yeah. uh, I've been real fortunate. Everybody I've hunted for, you know, has been good guys. And yeah. uh, like Justin Steve, you couldn't ask for nobody better to hunt for. I mean, they take care of you like family. So. Yeah. Everybody won't say that. <laughs> yeah, they're good, good to me. I'll yeah. put it that way. There you go. Hey, I haven't seen your wife. You got two kids, too. Two small kids. Are they coming up for tonight? Nah. Or are they just gonna watch it on the live stream? No, nope. they've already called me this morning and said they'd be watching the live stream. Yeah. Uh, my boy calls the pup Justin has over in Illinois this week, and he says that's his dog. And yeah. He called and congratulated me this morning, but he made sure to let me know his pup doubled up last night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so. Oh, when he come in, when he came in down to automotive, he looked like a million bucks. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, I don't want to hold you up here. We're uh, we're several hours out here still, but. Uh, uh, hey, it's tonight's the night. Tonight's the big one. It's the the last the last go around here at the World Championship. But you've had it. You've definitely had a good one. See if, if my you wife's can wrap birthday. it up. Your wife's my birthday, wife's birthday yeah. today, so this will be a good present for her. Hey, pickums. One more thing. We talked about the pickums here. We picked five. Or did you do the pickums yep. this year? You put cookie in there. Oh yeah. I think I heard you talk. Yeah, I figured the nobody day. else would have picked her, so, so I went ahead. <laughs> I didn't pick none of them. No, I don't know how many picked her, but I know she's in the, she she's was in the top her. five up there yeah. somewhere. I don't know. They yeah. they showed the stats somewhere. Yeah. I haven't followed that closely yeah. or whatever, but I know she's in there probably. So, yeah, I'm sure she's going to be pretty much the, the fan or the favorite going in, I'd say. But uh, uh, that, does that probably puts no it plays nothing in into your no nothing doesn't matter nothing no i mean it, it's nice to know people think that much ever yeah but, appreciate yeah. them yeah, yeah. Not, appreciate not all much of past that no extra pressure yeah. or anything. all right cody and steve well good luck tonight and uh appreciate you being here and bringing some good dogs and putting them in the world championship and some of our uh, top end hunts like this thank you alan thanks alan yeah, there you go. You know, the one thing I will bring up is, I don't know if it was uh, uh, talked with Cody offset a little bit, you know, Cody about, uh, you know, what's next for Cookie. We all know she's just won a whole lot, and Cody's done a lot, a lot of winning with her. And uh, he's talking, you know, kind of like they're going to kind of take it easy and, you know, give her, a, you know, start hunting up some pups out of her or another pup they have that's doing pretty well. Uh, but I think they kind of, Steve kind of contradicted it then in the end after she won everything. He's like, oh, we'll be back, you know, next year, <laughs> even next week. We're going to take her to hunt next week. But, yeah, but hey, it was, it's good. You know, Steve's been trying to win this hunt and he's been hunting dogs for a long, long time and 40 some years in the world hunts and this and that. And, and he finally wins one. So, uh, but uh, yeah, there you're you gonna go. you're gonna talk about that, Admiral. I guess you talked to Cody afterwards, but uh, yeah, I was able to wrangle up Cody for just a minute there as we were kind of loading up trailers and 
all the TVs, sh- all the live show stuff is done. And, yeah, uh, and this is now after the final cast, yeah. after he'd actually won and he was named the winner. Yep. Yeah, I've got to see him win. And uh, we talked about that final cast and, and how he was feeling and some of the emotions in it. And uh, yeah, it was a good interview. Here's my interview with Cody Carter here after Snooky's Cookie won the world championship. Hello, everybody. Sitting in here late Saturday night, actually one forty-two Sunday morning, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Cody Carter. And Cody, if I'm interviewing you right now, that means something pretty good happened to you tonight, buddy. You just won the world championship with Snooky, Snooky's Cookie. How you feeling, bud? Ah, uh, we're feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> Still not sure really what happened, but <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you, you had an interview with Alan earlier. You guys talked a lot about the dog and maybe about your past history with the world championship and you yeah. got to talk to Steve Davenport and all that good stuff. So let's, let's fast forward to tonight. Let's talk about the cast a little bit. Can you, let's, let's try with the first drop there. Uh, they're out of the truck, uh, bandit struck for a hundred just after the minute and, uh, run track for four or five minutes. And I finally got struck for 75 and, uh, I wasn't sure at the time, but Cookie and Bandit were in there kind of working around the same area, and uh, Bandit got treed. She kind of slid out of there, I don't know, a couple hundred yards maybe, and uh, weren't able to find Bandit's coon. I'm sure he had one. More, I mean, I haven't seen the dog miss since I've been drawing him, but uh, she slid over there and just fell treed, and uh, she ended up having one sleep down real low. Yeah. We, uh, I, we pulled Bandit off that tree, and, and – uh... Mike cut him, and I thought I heard Preacher Deep. I think we heard we may yeah. have heard Preacher Deep, and yeah. I told him, I hear a dog deep. Wasn't sure who it was at that time. Just wasn't paying attention, really, to be honest with you. And they asked me which one, and then all of a sudden, you just hear <laughs> Cookie die on one yeah. 120 yards from us. And uh, we got in there, and it took a little bit. You know, we sh- sh- you guys shine that. That's probably three or four, four minutes into it before yeah. we found it. Old Dave Rice, uh, yeah. backup judge, I, I came around think. there and found it on the – the lowest fork. Yeah, I can't thank Dave enough. I was all over that tree, and I was thinking, man, I need this one bad because I knew if I could tree that one for 200, Bandit had already been circled and Preacher Man struck lower than I was, so I knew they'd have to tree two to beat me if uh, I could find that one, and it worked out. That's right. They would have had to tree two for years. You pulled you pulled a cookie off that cone, recaster. See, Preacher Man got treed, and uh, – Cookie ended up treating another one, or treat again yeah. on the way to Preacher Man, correct? Or after scoring Preacher after Man. After scoring Preacher Man. Yep. And tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Well, <laughs> I come up with intentions of buying a map card, so I was kind of lost at where I was at, and she ended up being out in that slough, just one or two trees out there, and I thought, well, and uh, I did as most coon hunters, you know, trying to take a peek walking in, and I didn't see anything, and uh. I don't know, I was probably under 20, 30 minutes before the cast got to me. They had scored two more trees, and uh, we couldn't find anything. To be honest, you probably didn't have it. I felt like we should have found it if it was there. Uh, I didn't spend much time shining it and yeah. got recut, and she ended up training another one there. Yeah. Well, you. So so while we were on the way to Bandit, actually, tree. Yeah, it's when, Bandit's when, third tree. Yeah, that's right. Cookie, cookie treed in. You went over and handled her. Bandit had the coon, recast, he treated again, not, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards away from his previous tree. Yeah, when I was sitting over at my tree, I was actually having a hard time understanding what had just happened <laughs> because 
he was treed and he got quiet. So I figured they were done scoring it and he was just immediately treed again. And I thought, man, if he's treed two coons over there, you know, I, I might be in bad shape right here. Yep. And, uh, and like you say, uh, the, after you found out he treated coon and he was treated again, you were feeling a little bit of pressure. You, yeah, yeah. You didn't use all your shine time. Obviously it was a big leafy yeah. tree. You felt like you probably would have found it, I guess. Yeah. If, and if you didn't, you don't want to waste no more time. So you snapped her. Snapped yeah, exactly. Her I cut her loose with about, I think we had right around 20 minutes left. Yeah. We got over to Bandit, and he was in a he was in a tough tree. Yeah, he was in a jungle. Once again, I if I was betting, I'd say he had a coon. It was just a bad break there in that thicket. You couldn't really get nowhere to shine. We ended up finding a decent spot to shine and still couldn't see all of the tree. I'm trying to think now. We, we pulled Bandit off that tree. We walk out. Cookie and Preacher are both tree are both struck in for a quarter, but you can hear you can hear she's in there clicking them off. Yeah, I knew she's treed, and the judge asked, and you know, not wanting to take any chances, I I tried to be funny and tell him she was in there smoking a track, and <laughs> it didn't take long for him to put the station area on me with about ten minutes left, and I was contemplating letting it run or not, and I'm not one to play defense. I mean, when they're treed, they're treed, and. I'd, I probably let it run longer than I should have, 45, 50 seconds. And <laughs> I thought, well, we'll just get, she's not leaving. So just tree her and what happens, happens. Yep. Well, so we arrive at Cookie's tree there at the end with her already leading. Yep. Um, Bandit strikes in on the way to her. Yep. So you got you to gotta think about him a little bit. Exactly. Uh, but we get there five minutes left of the tree. Yep. But we can tell pretty quick that it's going to be hard to minus this tree. Yeah, when when I got there and seen it was obviously not going to be a minus tree. Uh, they informed me Bandit had got struck in, and I figured he was treated at that point. And I, I actually told the judge, I said, hey, I want you on my hip. And I said, you know, I'm going to blow on this squalor. There's five minutes left in the hunt. I said, I'm going to blow it till I pass out or you go deaf. And uh while we were doing it, he peeked up in a thermal and said, well, I mean, she's got it. So I pulled mine out and looked, and it actually laid out in the wide open. It just never would look at us. I looked up and found a whole coon. So That's two minutes left. Two minutes left. You're sitting there. I'm in there taking pictures of Cookie because I'm thinking, hey, there's there's a couple minutes here left. Uh, it's loud. Yeah. You got her tree and you got squallers being blown. It's going to be hard to hear Bandit and get him treated in. This is probably a world championship tree, right? I mean, this is probably this is our world champion, uh, yeah. uh, almost certainly at this point. So I'm in there taking pictures, and all of a sudden I hear you and uh, and our judge Brian Smith hollering, "Got the coon right here!" And even for me, I obviously I just it's my job out there. Yeah. But even for me, there's a little bit of excitement there when there's a couple minutes left, and and it's the coon that just seals the deal. Talk yeah. about that moment for a second. Uh, I mean. When I found it, all all I could think about is, you know, all the hours I spend in this sport. And uh, a, a lot of guys don't realize what it takes to compete. Uh, and I probably put more time into it than I should. I have a beautiful wife at home and two beautiful children. And she does a fantastic job, you know, taking care of our family to allow me to do this. And uh, I, I just can't thank Brooke enough. Uh, I'm sure there's not many women out there would tolerate it. And, I've pushed her to her breaking points a couple times, but she always hangs with me. Uh, she knows how important this is to me, and uh, I just can't thank them enough. And uh, I got a boy. He'll be five next month, and I know he's begging for me to get home so we can talk about it. Oh, he's going to be fired up when he finds out about oh, it. Oh, man. Sure. He, he act, he's usually in bed by about 7.30, and uh, 
him and my wife were the first ones to call me <laughs> welcome back to the truck and uh that's awesome that they were emotional and they got me tore up and i finally <laughs> had to tell them hey I, i'm out here with 12 men out here you can't have me out here crying and, but yeah I, I just can't thank them enough yeah well i guess we should talk about cookie just a little bit um how many how many around how many casts has she won now in total over, or in UKC? No, total, total. Over 200, right? Yeah, she's over 200 cast wins. Yeah. I'd say she, I haven't kept track here lately. She's probably pushing 215, 220. Cast winning full, she'll beat. She's yeah. she's one for the record books. Once in a lifetime top yeah. 10 right there. But. T- tonight put her over 100,000 in money earnings between all three registries. Yeah. Uh, she's won a truck. And there's a lot of guys before me that had their hands on her before I did, so... I can't take credit on training her. Uh, Steve and Justin, man, they just, they're dog men, and you couldn't ask for better guys to hunt for. That was a cool moment, getting back to the trucks and seeing Steve. You know, he's a, he ain't a very emotional guy or or anything like that, but you could tell he was, he was proud. Yeah, this one meant 45 years, he said. Yeah. And and he's been close a few times. He's been in the top 10, I think, twice, and uh, the top 20 a bunch. Yeah. And, uh. You know, I'm just glad I could make that happen for him. Absolutely. Well, Cody, I know you got a bunch of stuff going on. Your phone's probably blowing up. It's time to get home to the kids and the wife. And That's But I appreciate you. I want to congratulate you. You always help us out. You're always judging for us and guiding for us. Uh, big part of everything we do. And it had a lot of success. And uh, you guys earned this world championship this weekend. So I want to congratulate you. Thanks, Trevor. And there we go, Cody Carter uh, handling our 2023 Coonhound World Champion, Snooky's Cookie. Uh, great run for those dogs. Just for the past few years, uh, they've been on an absolute tear at a bunch of our major events, tournament champions. They were just in Autumn Oaks final cast a couple weeks ago. Now they make a run all the way to the, the World Championship. And, uh, man, he's a hard hunter. The Davenports are hard hunters. They have good dogs because they put the work in. Um, they put the boot leather in, as, as everybody likes to say, wear out boots and uh, – yeah, they earned it. Yeah, and Cody's a he's a good story in himself. You know, he's just only been in the sport about ten years, and only after he met his wife uh, Brooke, you know, and uh, she kind of introduced him to the sport, you know. And he was a he was a uh, an athlete himself, played baseball in high school and in college, you know, and and uh, he didn't. I guess I've heard say where he didn't think coon hunting was really his thing when he first went out until he learned about night hunts and that there's a competition, and and he's. All in now. Look, uh, 10 years later, he's a world champion. Yeah. Five years in a row, he's made the top under the world with four different dogs, and they finally won his world championship. And there's one thing I can say about him. If he wasn't in the world finals this weekend, he would have been judging for us. Oh. And we appreciate him yeah. for that. So, hey, we got. We hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this look at the 2023 Coonhound World Championship. Uh, we got a lot of thank yous. Hopefully, we didn't leave anybody out, but we're both short on sleep and short on time because we got a, <laughs> another event coming up here in a, a week or two. And, uh, uh, it's just been a fall, a fun fall season. Everything's been really fun for the Coonhound program. Uh, been great. The one other thing I w- that we mentioned here that happened at the World Championship, we kind of annou- made the announcements for our Pro Slams. You know, so you can see all that stuff on our website now. That's all been announced as well. But yeah, just a great, great weekend in in Mount Gilead. Yeah. So there you go. Get your dogs qualified for next year, and we'll see you at the World Championship next year. There'll be a lot more details to come on that coming soon. Thank you for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. 
Be sure to give us a follow so you don't miss any of our new episodes or content.